This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, main feature of the site, allows you, the listener, to basically control the content of the site. Uh, whatever you see there on the front page was created by listeners like you. You go in, you submit something that you find online that you think is pretty cool, you think our listeners will like, and then it pops up on the upcoming stories queue page, and then other listeners get to vote on whether they like or dislike your submission, and you get to vote too on other people's submissions, and then the most voted up make it to the front page of the website, and that means we're more likely to see them and talk about them here on the airwaves. So head on over to freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. Of course, we will take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. Uh, meantime, we'll talk about things that uh, you might find interesting. And one of our activist friends was on trial today in Nashua, New Hampshire. Uh, perhaps you have heard us talk to Catherine Bleich uh, before on the program. I think she was listed as one of the uh, the most dangerous people in the so-called patriot movement. Yes, now, by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Yeah. Now, yeah. I personally uh, don't like the, the term patriot movement. I don't. It's okay. We weren't listed. We were not listed. That's right, because we're not part of the Patriot movement. Right, right. And I don't know if Catherine Bleich is or not either. I don't know what she would say about that. Uh, but nonetheless, she did make the list because she's an activist uh, and she's willing to get out there and be seen at uh, doing freedom-oriented things. I think that the, the term Patriot movement has kind of this kooky connotation to it. That's what they want, though. Well, it's for good reason in many cases, because a lot of them are, are crackpot kooks. Um, well, well, Glenn Beck is on that list, too. Is he? By the way, was yeah, he? he was on okay. that list. Yeah, there's. It was an interesting mix of, of mainstream, controlled opposition phonies and, and real people. And I cookery. thought. Cookery. Yeah, some cooks and cookery well, too. It's it's intended to be a list of uh, sort of the the ultra conservative types, and mm-hmm. I think Glenn Beck is, you know, he's he's pretty close to that. I think he's right on some issues, but usually the issues that I think he's right on, I agree with the ultra conservatives on. So. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with ultra lefties on issues. I'm gonna agree agree with ultra conservatives on issues. But, but he claims to be a libertarian. Well, um, a, a, many ultra conservatives claim to be a libertarians. They're just wrong. So anyway, Catherine has uh, come up here a number of times to New Hampshire, and it seems that she's become more radical toward freedom because I think that the pa- so-called patriot movement doesn't. A lot of them don't really believe in freedom. I mean, Glenn Beck, he doesn't really believe in freedom. I think he's coming in the right direction, mm-hmm. maybe very slowly. Uh, but yeah, he had a whole expose on Hayek uh, on his show about he? a month ago. Yeah, where he talked about the the book, uh, the road to serfdom. I, I was impressed by that. But then at critical times, he just falls off the bus. He 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 sells out. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but he just he, he's not consistent and he's not. <laughs> Even John Stossel, he's, he's battling with himself. And I, you know, we've all had these battles. Mm-hmm, you know, sure. Well, what what do I think on this issue? Well, I think this. I think that. The difference between Glenn Beck and and the average person is he's having those battles with himself on air and. And so he's—it's easy to go back to what you did believe. It's hard to change into something new and a new paradigm, especially if you're—if you're not sure about it. Well, he—he's also when you're at that level and you're making all that money and you have sponsors and you have uh, the, the owner of the of the network on your back about certain things. I don't think you can really always say what you really mean. I was really impressed that 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 uh, Judge Napolitano openly on TV says taxation is theft. I mean, who he's else would also, say that? Right. He's also advocated for abolishing the military. 
yeah, on yeah. television. And he's the most principled one on that network. From Indeed. what I can tell, you are correct about that. In fact, more principled than John Stossel, even. John Stossel, I mean, he makes John Stossel look bad. And John Stossel made himself look bad uh, also when he did this basically puff piece for the U.S. military on one of his shows recently, which was embarrassing to watch. I, I couldn't get through much of it. It was just so despicable. But anyway, so I think a lot of the, uh, the Patriots, uh, they... They, they're the types of people who want freedom for themselves, but they don't really care that much about other folks, especially people that don't have the same, uh, perhaps, moral set as they do. Maybe, uh, you know, they, they might be brown skinned, perhaps, or, right. uh, or they might be uh, homosexuals. Well, uh, you, you know, the, the whole patriot thing came out about in the 90s, and it was, it was largely a so-called Christian patriot movement at the time, trying to get back the Constitution and all that. But it was still dividing freedom it's just to some degree between personal freedom and economic freedom. You know, yeah, get back to the Constitution. They had all that, but there's still, I mean, and I didn't, I, I don't think it was racist largely, but I still think that they, they're still a little more on the so-called conservative side, the paleo-conservative side, where they still wouldn't mind getting in your bedroom and telling you what you couldn't do behind mm-hmm. closed doors, but they wanted economic freedom. And, and it just wasn't as purely libertarian as well, it is today. What, what Ian is talking about when he says racism, it's not about black people. It's about Mexican people um, coming yeah. across the border. And, That's why know, I said brown people. Yeah, there's, there's, mm-hmm. there's an issue with, uh, you know, what I, I can understand why some people don't think that uh, we this country just can't handle a certain amount of immigrants, you know, mm-hmm. that there would be too many. I get where they're coming from on that. Um, I just I just think that the marketplace can decide that better than anyone else, and I don't think we're anywhere near the number that are cult, that that will culturally assimilate. Well, exactly. And the other thing is the birth rate in this country among so-called Americans who were born here is actually well below replacement level. Yeah, indeed, and it when is. you when you include immigration, we're at about two point one one children per couple, which mm-hmm. is just replacement level. So obviously we're going to lose population and we're going to, our economy is going to shrink if we don't have young people coming up to take over when the older people retire. Right. And, and that's a big issue. But I still think the immigration issue is, is basically not what, what we think. I think there's more to it than meets the eye, just like the drug issue and so many other issues, is that if you look at the cause of this way behind the scenes, it's always Big Brother causing it so they can ride in as the savior and have you beg for the Berlin Wall on the border. And they and use the, beg for a police state. And beg yeah. for a police state. And then, of course, they use these poor Mexican people as political weapons against to get everybody fighting. So That's Cap- really what the issue is. So back to Catherine Bleich. Uh, she was on trial in Nashville, New Hampshire today. Now, she doesn't even live in New Hampshire. The uh, young lady has been on our show a number of times. We've had her on in person from uh, live from the Liberty Forum and the Porcupine Freedom Festival. She's come up here to visit New Hampshire at least a couple times a year. And every time got more, uh, more radicalized uh, towards real liberty. Uh, she, in fact, she gave a, just an incredible speech at the uh, the recent uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival, the open mic night thing that they had there. Uh, she, I think she actually won. Didn't she win the, the open mic thing? Yes, the, the first year. And what no, did she do? I thought it was this year. I think uh, she won maybe this so. Year. So, uh, yeah, she just got up there and was real, real fiery about freedom. And it was great because wow. passion is what wins those contests. Anyway, so it was during the Liberty Forum earlier this year that Catherine was arrested along with uh, some other activists as they uh, were out at the 420 celebration that uh, was a very large 420 celebration that went on uh, with you know, public smoking of cannabis. The undercover cops showed up. They busted a teenage, uh, teenager, 17-year-old boy, for, I guess boy, 17-year-old teen uh, for, for smoking cannabis. And it was at that point that uh, one of the heroic keen activists, David Krauss, uh, uh, basically uh, positioned himself in front of the police car. It bears mentioning here, um, and, and what David did was um, is certainly uh, heroic, but it bears mentioning, I think the most important aspect of this is 
these cops, this was a Nashua native that they went after. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was black. And he was black. So you've got a, and crowd, a crowd full of white people. 120 or something uh, white people there protesting pot. The one black guy that happens to be the one that they, you know, they've dealt with on a regular basis. Well, it was or a whatever. celebration, not a protest. Whatever. Um, you can use whatever term you want. They can, I, Words are important. They, they are. I think yeah. that it's a protest, man. They're protesting the pot laws. It's a protest. Um, so anyway, they go after the one black guy in the whole crowd. It smacks yeah. of racism, even sure if it's not. It's weird. I think it absolutely was. Uh, you, you've got a, uh, you've got white cops uh, in a crowd full of white people, and they single out the one black teenager and they go after him. So, uh, so heroic uh, activists, including uh, Lauren Canario and and her husband and, and David Krause, all stood in front of the police car. David was arrested. They had to carry him back to the back of the car, and it was wild that they the, when they carried him to the back of the car, Catherine Bleich came up with her video camera and she was haranguing the police and doing an amazing job of uh, letting them have it verbally and of course they didn't like that very much uh, so they tried to get her away from uh, from them and she stayed there with her camera and they then arrested her charged her with so-called disorderly conduct which of course is their favorite uh, catch-all charge to go after anybody they don't like and so they arrested her they called her back in for a trial so she flew all the way out here months later to go to the trial that they'd scheduled for her and then when she came out to the trial guess what they did Oh, we're going to go ahead and reschedule your trial. Someone couldn't make it today, so you're going to have... We're going to go ahead and reschedule your trial. So she flew, paid, you know, $200 or $300, hotel room, etc., whatever. She came all the way out here, spent time and money to come out to this stupid show trial that they were going to put on for her, and they put it off until today. And we'll tell you more about what happened here in a few moments at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features on the site, and they are free. So head on over there and get interactive. Uh, go to freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're yours free. In fact, the last week's uh, worth of the show is right there on the front page of the site. And then when you click into the archive section, uh, you'll get years worth, all the way back to 2006. Go on over to uh, freetalklive.com and, again, enjoy all those archives completely free. In fact, the archives are brought to you by HostGator. If you're looking to get some web hosting done, you need to be looking at HostGator because they are one of the top uh, domain hosts out there, the web hosts. In fact, they can even help you get your own .com domain name, create your own very, uh, your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Now, we used to have a coupon code, and I think it probably – does it still work, the coupon code, Mark? Because yeah, we, it's, it's we advertised it for a long time. Yeah, a coupon code FTL. That still works. But if you want to avoid all that coupon code stuff, you could just go to hostgator.freetalklive.com. It's our special little entrance. That will get you the first month of hosting completely free. It's Host- uh, unlimited web hosting, by the way. It's uh, um, unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, free site builders, uh, 
tools and templates, the control panel, one-click script installs, uh, 4,500 free website templates, mm-hmm. uh, 99.9% uptime guarantee, 45-day money-back guarantee, 24-7, 365 technical support, and uh, you get a, a Google AdWords credit <laughs> to go along with it. And yeah. they support WordPress. Head that, on right. over to hostgator.freetalklive.com. As we continue here uh, to give you a little bit more about what happened today in the courtroom, and then we'll get right into your phone calls. Uh, Catherine Bleich, one of the most, I guess, uh, infamous liberty activists out there, was on trial today, infamous in a, in a good way, uh, on trial in Nashua, New Hampshire. And, and a number of people have already been put on trial for these so-called disorderly conduct charges. Uh, David Krause, one of the activists from Keene, uh, also uh, Lauren Canario. A, a, Sitting in the studio, by the way. Yeah, that. that's right. He's monitoring the show here tonight. <laughs> Uh, and Lauren Canario and her husband. Uh, Lauren has not yet been put on trial. Hers is next in a couple of weeks. Uh, her husband Jim was, and both David and Jim have been found guilty of disorderly conduct. They were sentenced to suspended sentences, something like a year at least, suspended for a year, meaning that if they get arrested for any kind of misdemeanor or major motor vehicle uh, violation or felony within the next year, they have a year of jail that uh, they will put them into. Uh, so that's what a suspended sentence is. Now, Catherine did not have her sentence uh, given out today. In fact, we don't even know if she's been found guilty yet. The judge took her case under advisement, which means that he's going to uh, make a decision later on down the line. Maybe, you know, it might be just a few hours later, but he makes a decision outside the courtroom and then sends the sends the decision by mail to her. So, it's disturbing stuff. Well, now, normally, a lot of the times when the, what we found in the, many of these cases is when the robed man will uh, take something under, under advisement, usually you find out later that it was a not guilty. Uh, that that's what because they for, for whatever reason they don't want to do that in the courtroom they don't want it on camera they don't want to do that in front of the crowd they don't want to find somebody not guilty in this case it may not end up being not guilty because what happened was Catherine unlike the other two folks that have been on trial for this nonsense uh, frivolous charge of disorderly conduct Catherine actually had an attorney and the attorney who's also a free stater uh, the attorney made a motion at the very end of the trial to dismiss the case and so the judge was not ruling on that motion immediately because he had to review the motion and he had to go back. So that was probably the reason why he took an under advisement. But as of right now, uh, we're still up in the air as to what exactly is going on with uh, with Catherine. And I'm sure we'll hear from her when she knows more. She's currently still here in New Hampshire, probably going to be here for another couple of days. We're, rumor is she might even come out to the uh, city council drinking game tomorrow oh, night. God. So uh, that that could be fun. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, oh, by the way, also, Sam was there from the Obscured Truth Network. Uh, he had his video camera, and, of course, the, the cops, the undercover cops were there as well in their suits. And after the trial, the, uh, the, the trial, Sam went out with his camera, and the cops came out. And Sam attempted to go down one of the, what was apparently a public hallway uh, with his camera, and the, the cops and one of the bailiffs blocked his access to this public hallway, well, we asked, well, is this a public hallway? And I, I clicked it. Uh, so you can, if you go to the, uh, if you go to the Free Keen, uh, Free Keen Live YouTube channel, you can see some of this. And I know Sam's going to put together a video at some point. But they basically said, no, it's not a public hallway right now. It's, a pr- it's private because there's a meeting down here. And so they were blocking our access to this uh, this public hallway where they had court forms down at the end of the hallway. So Sam was unable to uh, to get down to the end of the hallway to access these supposedly public court forms. And he pointed out that, look, this is disorderly conduct. You're blocking a public uh, a public way. You're blocking the public's access from what is supposed to be a public area. This is disorderly conduct. And if you look up their own statutes, it that meets the definition, as I understand it, of disorderly conduct. 
We would have been arrested for the same thing had we been blocking the police from getting down their, uh, their same public hallway. And so he pointed that out, and of course the police refused to arrest themselves uh, for performing the disorderly conduct. So after we got out of there, went and had some lunch, Sam went down to the National Police Department and attempting – I guess just a few hours ago he filed a complaint against the police for disorderly conduct. Now, as he pointed out, we're going to find out how they're going to brush this one under the rug because we've got video evidence of them committing this so-called crime. The very same thing. And being thing. told that they're committing a crime. Right, right. The very same thing. They were asked to move. They did not move. They were told that they are committing disorderly conduct. They still did not move. And it's all on, it's all on film. So we've got video evidence of them committing the very same supposed crime that they constantly are accusing uh, activists of committing. Now, what will end up happening? Uh, Sam predicts they'll likely brush it under the rug. They'll find a way to just blow it off because they don't have to prosecute themselves. They don't have to follow their so-called law. It's always their excuse for why they hurt people. It's always their excuse for why they arrest peaceful people and they aggress against them. Well, we're just doing our jobs. We're just following the law. Right. But never when it comes to them. You know, and they talk about this being a nation of people talk about this being a nation of laws and how uh, rule of law is so important and all that that stuff. And and I'm not going to disagree with that. It's just a statement that doesn't reflect reality. We aren't a nation of laws, and uh, rule of law, uh, it may or may not be important because we wouldn't know because there isn't rule of law. The cops don't do this, don't um, rule themselves. They don't, they don't sh- enforce the law upon themselves. You know as well as I do, if a cop gets pulled over for speeding, he doesn't get a ticket. If, if, he's, across Professional the, courtesy. if he's across the nation, he doesn't get a ticket. Um, most, was, of the, most of the time, Mark, although my sister-in-law was a cop in a big city and she has gotten tickets before in other places mm-hmm. where the cops might have a little rivalry or they okay. don't care. But in most cases, that's true. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's true mostly. There's certainly yeah. going to be uh, deviations from that rule and I don't want to make it seem like it's it's otherwise, but you know, I've I was talking to a police officer uh, in near Chicago land, and she was telling me about a situation she had where a uh, you know one of their higher ups, like a deputy chief or something like that, uh, basically was drunk and refused to follow her orders as a traffic cop and hit her with his vehicle, mm. and. They wouldn't give the guy the the, the duty sorry, the duty uh, captain wouldn't give the guy a ticket. They, she she wrote all this stuff out, and they wouldn't give him. They wouldn't prosecute him with for the ticket. Why? Because in those circumstances, even the cops, the, the it, it's all about rank and privilege. Yeah. We don't have a nation of laws. We have a nation where there are two classes of people, and likely, if you're listening to me, and um, you're not one of them. Odds are good. Yep. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Your calls coming up. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control of these airwaves. 800-259-9231. Also coming up, Wayne, you're going to tell us about a disorderly house. You thought <laughs> yes. people were the only people that could be disorderly. We'll, uh, we'll tell you about that. Plus, uh, of course, your calls about anything. And fireworks on a plane? Apparently, it was allowed by the TSA. We'll talk about it. It's free talk live. Bring up anything. Hello, my friends, and welcome to a 30-second edition of Verbal Surgery. I'm your verbal surgeon, Tim A. Cummins, here to radiate your brain for maximum gain, baby. Take a deep breath and just remember that you are a terrific person, a person of great value. And every time you listen to this and this program alone, you're getting smarter and even better looking. And you'll remember to listen to VerbalSurgery.com.
This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free. Enjoy them on us. Again, freetalklive.com features, including our webcam. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. You can watch and you can listen. And you can chat all on the same page. Chat room built in uh, to the same page as the cam, and it's all free for you at cam.freetalklive.com. The webcam brought to you by our friends at memorydealers.com. Memorydealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, Zenpacks, and X2s. They're 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off of list price they uh the, all of them are in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery they even uh offer you customized solutions for your transceiver requirements including private labeling it's memorydealers.com all right so we're gonna we're gonna take your phone calls you can bring up anything let's talk to august listening in california august you're on free talk live with ian wayne and mark hey guys how you doing over there what's on your mind tonight august doing great hey taxes Ooh, what kind of taxes yeah. For a while, um, I was wondering, how much taxes do I pay? I mean, they get you coming from so many different angles. You have excise taxes on gas and alcohol and tobacco. Then you have sales tax. You have property tax. You have state income tax. You have federal income tax. You mm-hmm. have corporate tax. You have yeah, corporate taxes. capital gains tax. I mean, it's just dozens and dozens of taxes. Well, right. do you want to ta- do you want to calculate the taxes that you directly pay on purchases or do you want to calculate the taxes that you're paying through uh, the corporate taxes because that, that then it's, it becomes incalculable. It really does because corporation the you know the corporations they pay 20% or whatever on their profits and corporations are only in they're, they're not they don't exist. They're 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 government Fic- fictional fictions. entities. You're right. And yeah. so they're right. only created in order to make money essentially. And so when obviously they consider all their overhead and their overheads passed on to their customers um and generally that's uh, that's the way it goes um so the, the, they tend to be passed on to the customers is uh, the way it should be phrased so uh, you also look at the uh, the the import and export duties and things like that so all those things go into the costs Right, but, I mean, if you just yeah, think incalculable. About, right, yeah, I mean, you just think what, about one product what, and what it takes to get it to the store, uh, even yeah. if you aren't paying well, taxes on that. What I did was that. a fun little exercise that anybody could do, uh, which is I googled my local town on uh, 2009 revenue, uh, get that figure, and divide it by the population. Then you do the same thing for your county, your state, and then federal. And if you do that those four times and add up those four numbers, it should give you a rough estimate of the average citizen in your town, how much they pay in taxes. It's, and uh, for me out here in California, I came up with about 9000 a year wow. per citizen. So that's man, woman, child, retired. Now that's maybe. just for the state of California, not including federal? No, that's for my city, my county, my state, and federal all combined. Hmm. So what you do is, uh, I did it for you and Keen too. It only takes a few minutes. For Keen, what you do is you type in Keen 2009 revenue. I don't have it in front of me, but I think it was like uh, 33 million. And you divide that by the population, which was, I think, 23,000. And you come up with whatever number, 1,000 or 1,500. And then you do the same thing for uh, Cheshire County. And then you do the same thing for New Hampshire. And then you add those, and, and then the federal, and you add those four, four numbers together. 
and I came up with about 8,100. Hmm. And then, so what I do is basically multiply that by the number of people in your household. Let's say the average couple has two kids, you know, family. So you multiply times four times 8,000. You're talking the average family in Keene may pay around 32,000 in taxes. Yeah, I mean it's it's real rough stuff that you're doing there, and obviously you're you're just you're just kind of throwing numbers out and 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 taking what you're calling averages, and certainly some people are paying taxes, some aren't, uh, and some are paying some taxes, and some aren't paying others. So there's there's just too many ins and outs. There's no way to really uh, to really break it down. I mean I know that I pay five thousand dollars a year just in property taxes, but then again, my tenants actually end up paying that because I pass along the costs to them in the same way that any corporation passes along all their costs to to the end consumer. So it's an interesting experiment that you've done. Uh, And certainly, whatever the number is, it's too damn much uh, because it's it's stealing. You know, these people are taking your money and it's always an arbitrary amount. And if they want to take more, then they're going to take more. And really, the question becomes, when will people decide they've had enough and refuse to pay? Yeah, it seems like since they started that withholding, did that really solidify the arrangement that that as long as they've got your employer taking your taxes for them, mm-hmm. doing their work for them, that you're at their. I mean, it's almost impossible. Oh yeah, employed. yeah. I mean, if 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 the if the people in in uh, in America and people around the world, if they would just stop being so obedient and stop being the essentially the agents for the government. Because if it yeah. weren't for all the businesses out there collecting sales tax, if it weren't for the businesses withholding their employees' uh, income tax and Social Security and all that other nonsense, then the government would have no way of, uh, of enforcing on people. There would be no way for them to, uh, you know, to actually significantly uh, influence people to actually go along with this scam. It, it really, they, they use these people that are in these positions of doing the, the books for these companies to essentially leverage against all their employees and their customers. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame that people are so damned obedient. But it's the obedience factor that has gotten us where we are. It's, it's because Americans are just so docile. And so willing to roll over and and uh, and do whatever it is that the government people demand that here we are we've got thousands upon thousands of regulations and an unending incalculable amount of taxes that are not going down anytime soon they're proposing a VAT tax now yeah that's true yeah, and that's, and that's another thing too which is um, you know people are getting squeezed you have unemployment going up which means wages going down and next year they're increasing all the tax brackets. By anywhere from you know around five percent on average, they're getting rid of the estate tax, which is now zero, and I understand it's going to fifty-five percent over a million. So people are getting sandwiched between making less and paying more in taxes. It's going to get brutal, I think, next year. And there's so many in, hidden in taxes years, too. You know? You know, when you pay your phone bill, for example, there's a, there's usually tax on that. If you buy a plane ticket, if you uh, uh, your cell phone bill, your electric bill, go to the gas station and look at the tax breakdown, state and federal taxes every time you fill up your tank mm-hmm. with gas. Now, what do you call somebody who gives over half their earnings to to their master? A slave. A slave. Exactly. I call him a slave if it was ten percent. Sure, but I mean, because master's going to beat you either way. Sure, but the definition, which I don't agree with either, but even if you go by the the conservative definition of fifty over fifty percent, we're well above fifty percent if you look at all the different taxes to all the different forms of government. At least a slave knew he was a slave, you know. This is good. That's a great point, August, and I thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you what? at eight eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 
and and the, the people today are still enslaved, and it's just a much more subtle form of, uh, of of slavery. We don't have the taskmaster standing behind us cracking a whip, and we're not slaving away most of us out in uh, in cotton fields. It's and, clever, isn't it? Well, right. And now master doesn't have to take care of, for instance, you know, getting you to brush your teeth and take care of yourself and make sure that the slaves are 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 taken care of as as well as possible, so they can get the most work out of them because they've given you enough freedom to where you can take care of yourself, to where you'll raise your own family and you'll take care of all those responsibilities. And honestly do a pretty good job of policing the other slaves. I mean, it's the slaves that turn the slaves in yes. for, for breach of conduct. Yep, yep. slave on slave. So, you know, it. I, I think that More some, things some, change. People, some people don't like the term slave used in this this circumstance. Surf, because about it, surf? Whatever. So some people don't like it uh, for whatever reason, but it's... Well, it does it, seem insulting. It accurately... Well, but, but there's nobody alive who's actually been a slave. Very few. It's a, a very tiny percentage of the American population that has actually lived that has been enslaved. So, uh, you know, to be insulted is to be insulted about something that didn't happen to you, and it's to also to to not look at history. The, the vast majority of people who have uh, been in, um, whose whose uh, parents and you know great, uh, lineage is is been here a long time in America came over as slaves. I mean, there's there's plenty of people. Uh, my my uh, lineage, everybody's lineage came over here in that fashion. Right. So, are we as enslaved as the people back uh, back in chattel slavery times? No. Clearly not. We're, we're better off than the people that were the masters at that time. I yes. mean, we've got indoor plumbing and television sets. Absolutely. Things have improved, no doubt Technology, about it. Technology uh, gives freedom. The government gives enslaved. But there's still a master right? There's still a master class, and it's us and them. More coming up at 800-259-9231, and violence is not going to get us out of it. More coming up. Take control. Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice, 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kid should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100% fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on our site for free. Now, if you want to help support the show, you can do that by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, a little cookie is set on your web browser that makes it so that a percentage uh, portion of the profits that Amazon makes when you check out goes to Free Talk Live. So it's that simple. You won't see any evidence of that necessarily when you're checking out, but just, you know, it, trust me, it's going to work. When you go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, uh, you will uh, help Free Talk Live and you'll get the stuff that you're looking for as well because they've got pretty much anything you might be looking for. Dozens of categories, a whole bunch of items. Free Super Saver shipping on a lot of their brand new stuff and even used items as well. It's all available through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Though, point of information, uh, we do understand that people are in, uh, are internationally listening to this program. And so if you're in Canada, you've got another link you need to know about. Just add CA to it. So AmazonCA.FreeTalkLive.com. United Kingdom listeners, AmazonUK.FreeTalkLive.com. And Germany, AmazonDE.FreeTalkLive.com. I'll get you right to the site that will work best for you because you don't want to pay for overseas shipping uh, if you're going to the U.S. site. So there you go. Amazon.freetalklive.com. As we continue taking your calls, Johnson is on the line in Connecticut. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Johnson. Hey, I just 
wanted to take issue with something you said uh, during the last segment about that, about people in government being part of a master class. Um, to me, it just sounds sort of like you're talking about that global elite that's trying to dominate the world with their evil plans. And I think what that comes from is sort of like a misuse of the word class um, in that when you when you say master class, I think you're it's a sort of implied that you're talking about a socioeconomic status, which is typically how the word class is used. Now, you could be literally defining class in that, you know, a group of objects or a group of things or people that all share a similar property. And right. That, that would, would be, be the number one definition of class. Right. And right. I, I think appropriate. that's actually the number like five or six. I think it's appropriate class, to, to call them a different socioeconomic class. Um, with the average American doesn't have a pension, doesn't have uh, optical uh, coverage, doesn't have dental coverage, doesn't have uh, isn't able to work 20 years and then retire. Um, they are, in fact, a different socioeconomic class. Doesn't get automatic raises. Because your, your average New York meter maid can barely speak English. I mean, they're not really a different socioeconomic class. They come from all over. You've got what well, doesn't have to be socioeconomic. Like it's well, a privilege. On. It's a privilege issue. They, they they are they are a class of privileged individuals. The number one, the average New York meter maid, if she doesn't speak English, still can park anywhere she wants to in the city of New York, and she's not going to get a ticket. But you will. Number one definition from Dictionary.com is a number of persons or things regarded as forming a group by reason of common attributes, characteristics, qualities, or traits. Right. So, what I'm suggesting is that some, and this happens a lot in language, is that you can create these sort of misnomers of language by using a word in uh, the way that it's used for one particular definition and then kind of shifting a, a, a step over. In other words, you're using class in sort of the, the terminology that would be used, like a class of objects or a class, like is how that term is used in programming, where it's something that has common properties. And I agree. All these government people have the common property of that they want to tell you how to run their life and that they are making their money off of stolen funding. You know, uh, but Johnson, that. they use the terminology. Like, not, it's not the same as in like what the way class is normally used, which is to say like upper class, which all those people are very wealthy. They share that common property. Sure, but class doesn't class necessarily class. class doesn't necessarily mean upper class, middle class, lower class, and all the other divisions in there. There's a terminology. Class, wait, 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 wait. For God's sakes, wait. Um, there's also a terminology like political class yes, and politically connected class. Uh, you know, there's one can you know throw other terms in front of class and people understand what you mean immediately. So if we say they're a different class of individual, then it's it's an entirely accurate statement. Simply because I agree, with you. I agree with you, Mark, on everything you're saying. Well, there. Would it make and you happier? Here's, here's where I disagree. I okay. don't think that master class has that implied definition. If you say political class, everybody knows what you're talking about. When you say master class, I think a lot of people think global elite. Yeah, I don't know if a lot of people even listen to that uh, particular host, and it I certainly mean, if, wasn't if where I was If we wanted to say global elite, we'd say global elite. You know, I think there's more than one show that does that. I think that there's also. You know, a lot of other people who might believe that who don't necessarily listen to the radio. Okay. Would, would it please you to just simply say masters and just leave the word class out? I, I think when but you I don't say. Think that that necess- I, don't, I don't think that that's necessarily true. I mean, I don't think that all these people necessarily believe that they want It doesn't be matter what they believe. It doesn't matter what they believe. They, and many of them do know that they're in charge and they're in control. But the fact is, they are the ones who get to tell other people what to do. 
and they go along with it until other people decide that they're the master of their own lives and decide to make their own decisions for their own selves and decide to refuse to obey, then those people are their masters because that's the situation that we're in. Is there anything inaccurate about saying that the the government people are the masters of everyone else? The the inaccurate part, I guess, is is that within that class, there are still even further levels. Oh, sure. Yeah. they're, Obviously, they're fighting amongst themselves, and they're ruling over one another as well. Yes, depending upon their Indeed. level in government. Well, right within any class, there are. Different- I mean, I, it, just this show, I told the story about the police officer who was hit by uh, a retired deputy chief, and how she couldn't get any um, any kind of justice inside the system. I mean, I think that. Once you get into the master class, if you want to use that terminology, Ian did, I didn't. Um, if you want, once you get inside the master class, it's clear that there are more masters, um, you know, inside that class. Some people are masters over others. Other people understand that there's a hierarchy in government. I guess without, you know, I mean, without beating it to death, the, the, my only real concern <laughs> yeah, I mean, on yeah. this is that that particular terminology the implication of there being some sort of shadow elite with some sort of master plan. Mm, I don't know if I impl- I don't know why you thought that I implied that. I just simply called them a master class. That's that all that says to me is that they rule over others. Johnson, we've, true. Got, okay, we've got to get you into one of the Bilderberg meetings, masters, Johnson. It sounds like an elite a group and a group of elites. To me it's that's implied. Master class. There class are groups of, of elites. Who, yeah, who do you I, think got the uh, bailouts? Anyone can go get a job being a meter raid. What does it require? A high school diploma? Anyone can do that. A certain level of connection, not too. Anyone can suddenly become upper class. I mean, it's not just like, oh, I'm But it's not tomorrow. upper class, though, Johnson. Upper class, you know, that, we're talking about something that is different. There's a social, socioeconomic does not mean, it means sort of both. So, uh, you know, upper class isn't, is separate from sort of those that have to obey and those that do not. And... I think it's clear and implied that people that are wealthy have to obey less than people who are not wealthy. There's, we're talking about a different sort of division. I will, I will agree, Johnson, with you as far as I don't think that – I don't generally use the term class. I don't like it. Uh, it was just what you know, came out uh, in that particular statement. I think that human beings are what they are. They're people. And that there are some people that use force over others. And sometimes those people that use force over others are just common uh, average criminals that don't have uh, the right. city of fill in the blank behind them, you know, the whole – a larger gang to, uh, to back them up. So, uh, so I think master is still an appropriate term. I would generally agree that I try to shy away from using the term uh, class because I think people should be looked at as, uh, as equals, as individuals. Yeah. But I think some individuals are controlling other individuals and those other individuals are allowing themselves to be controlled i mean the the slaves could have revolted but they didn't most of them didn't revolt because well like you were talking about earlier the slave on slave uh violence they were afraid of uh, of what might happen they, just uh, the master on slave violence <laughs> the master on slave and, and human beings are inherently tribal and so people tend to go to the tribe that they think they can get the most power and benef- benefits from and and as a society devolves like ours is into this uh this this uh, big government type thing you're going to see that you, it, what happens is it breaks down between the p- politically connected and the non-politically connected. So within the politically connected class, you have the rich people who buy the politicians, and you have the bureaucrats and the police and all those people as one group. And then, of course, you have everybody else in the other group who are the majority, but they're always being kind of stomped on by the uh, politically connected group. 
I think it's just a way of categorizing things and, and, and making it so that we can put things into groups and, and understand relationships between people better. But I definitely understand where you're coming from. It certainly was not my intention in, uh, in speaking it. I think I agree with what Wayne just said with uh, breaking things down, you know, that people get attracted towards the group that can offer them the most benefits. And I think that that's, again, a part of the danger of what I see with using something like Masterclass also because – you know, if if it's it's really if it's really a black and white choice that you're either master or slave, which end of the equation do you want to be on? You know, and, and I don't like that question. I don't but, like that the way that that question is posed by calling everyone in government a master race or a master class. I don't think it's that black and white. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate the discussion at eight hundred two five nine. Ninety-two thirty-one. I think he makes a good point there, especially yeah, at the very end. You know, I, I, but we were talking about sort of the the mitigation of the the slavery that has occurred, and I think that inherent in that is the mitigation of the mastery that's occurred too. You know, masters are ma- some of the masters are mastered, and some of the the um, you know the slaves are uh, have mastery over other people. It's it's all mixed up these days. Hour two's coming up. Free talk live. How long can you hold your breath? Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumer's Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart, 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. We find some of the most interesting things on the internet, especially during the breaks. We just watch the tiny cannon videos. Somebody posted it over at uh, Facebook. Yeah, that's uh, that's good stuff. I I saw it a couple of weeks ago, and I think uh, I think it was sent to me by uh, Zeus, who does uh, what sort of our producer. Well, describe um, it, Mark. What is a tiny cannon? The tiny cannon is it's, it's a tiny little miniature cannon uh, made of sort of, sort of gold colored, golden colored, and uh, the guy lights the wick and fires at all kinds of things. I think the best they thing put is got real gunpowder in yeah, and yeah. a real steel ball, and yep. then uh, they pack it down, put a wick in, and light the sucker, yep. and it, it shoots all kinds does of stuff. damage. I think the best thing is the cathode ray tube, um, the the, yeah, the computer monitor, the old computer monitor there, and he shoots it a couple of times and it stays going. It's awesome. Yeah, and then if, on the third time, it looks kind of like it's uh, it might light itself on fire on the insides. So use at your discretion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this guy was, uh, in my opinion, taking a certain amount of uh, risk in doing what he was doing. He was yeah. holding some of these this things a, too. Yeah, it was a da- it's a dangerous little device. Anyway, this might be worth looking for uh, online, Tiny Cannon. Uh, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Still to come, the disorderly house. Uh, but first, we'll give you an update on a story that we talked about a, a few weeks ago. And it's it's a little bit of good news. We've actually had a, a, a good amount of good news so far this week. Updates on uh, various different abuses of 
uh, by these government people. And uh, the Baltimore Sun is reporting here that charges have been filed now in district court in Annapolis against a man who shot Bear Bear. Remember Bear Bear? Yeah. The dog. Yeah, that's right. Siberian Husky at Severn Dog Park about two weeks ago. The dog died a few hours later. Keith Shepard, 32, of Severn, a civilian police officer for the Army in Northern Virginia, was charged with animal cruelty and discharging a firearm within 100 yards of an occupied home, according to the county prosecutors. The brother of Rachel Retaliata, who owned Bear Bear with her husband Ryan, took the couple's husky to the Quail Run Community Dog Park on the evening of August 2nd. Shepard and his wife Wendy brought their German Shepherd Asia to the dog park as well. According to police, Shepard said that Bear Bear attacked Asia and then menaced him. He also told police that Retaliata's brother did not respond to his request to intervene. The Retaliata family has disputed Shepard's account. Rachel said her brother told the dogs... uh, told her the dogs were playing, and that before he could act, Shepard fired his weapon. The dog died a few hours later at a veterinary hospital. And uh, an attorney for Shepard says, I can't say that I'm surprised that charges were brought, and we're looking forward to challenging this in court. So just because the charges have been brought doesn't mean that anything's going to uh, to pan out. But nonetheless, at least this man has finally been identified. When we first talked about the story, they were refusing to, the cops were refusing to even talk about who this man was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the guy had just fired a gun in a dog park and, and slaughtered uh, a poor, helpless animal because the, the family had described this husky as just being very loving and that if he was doing anything with this other dog, it was just playful. And that's all it was. Because sometimes dogs, you know, they get a little rough when they play yeah, big but my, dogs. My dog, which is the, uh, she's the Omega female. Of all the dogs out there, she's going to be the one that's uh, in the pack that's the, the last in the pecking order. She's just got Omega's that, the last? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm actually using, um, Alpha is the first. Mm-hmm. And they don't actually have a terminology like Omega female. Um, I'm just pointing out that if you're going to use these Greek letters, she's going to be on the end of it. Because, she's going to get punked. Yeah, she's just, she's just the, she's just that kind of dog. And, you know, it's, it's. It makes for a great one-family dog, but, you know, when other dogs get around, they she always cowers beneath them and, and that kind of thing. But she loves to play with her other dogs in sort of a rough fashion. She's a 100-pound dog, so she can she can kind of play rough or maybe 80 pounds. I don't know. I, I can see how somebody, somebody who didn't know any better would think it might be fighting, though. But it's not okay to shoot them. According to the story, a conviction for misdemeanor animal cruelty, in this case inflicting unnecessary pain to an animal, is punishable by up to $1,000 fine and 90 days in jail. But are the owners of Bear Bear going to get that? That's my question. You know, that's the, that's the thing. They're not going to get the money. Not likely. This is all they're going to do is punish their own, um, as far as this cop goes, because it was an animal story and it made such big press. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the people that this happened to aren't going to get anything. No restitution. Now, this is a case where restitution would be in order. Well, there was some good news for you. I'm not going to get into the details because we got into them quite a bit a couple weeks ago. But none, uh, nonetheless, maybe some good news there. Yeah. Now, here's the not-so-good well, good news. news. They'll be able to file a, a civil suit against the guy. But what's so weird about it is the government gets $1,000. What's the government need $1,000 for? Maybe. That's the maximum, right? Right. They could just say, you've been a naughty boy. Don't do it again. Right. That could be the punishment as well. Uh, because, again, he is one of theirs. And those people, the government people, tend to get... Uh, they get they get the benefit of the doubt. They get uh, the professional courtesy. They get people looking the other way and working to protect them and uh, so on and so forth. So here's the other news. Speaking of protection and, uh, and the benefit of the doubt and immunity, Philadelphia is another update for you. Federal prosecutors, according to the AP, will not file charges against a school district or its employees over the use of software to remotely monitor students. Remember the story where uh, basically an entire class of kids 
was being watched creepily by the school administrators. U.S. Attorney Zane David Memger, Memger rather, says investigators have found no evidence of criminal intent by Lower Marion School District employees who activated tracking software that took thousands of webcam and screenshot images on school-provided laptops. No criminal intent. Oh, my goodness. Right, yeah. It was That's ridiculous. Webcam? Yeah. Watching them dress this? and undress and everything. Yeah, I'm just wondering if the webcam is, is the webcam... Uh, on a laptop. Know, on their laptop Operating without their, uh, you know, their, their without, knowledge? Correct. Or, exactly. or is it when the webcam's operating no, 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 in no. general? No, no, no. That's this, creepy. They, they had software. We talked about this one at, uh, when it happened. Uh, basically, it's one of those things where the school says, our students have a right to have a laptop. And so they give laptops to all the students mm-hmm. for the school year. Now, of course, when the when uh, this happened at the school that I used to went to, but it w- or go to rather, uh, this happened to. <laughs> Is that the gifted school? Okay. Went, <laughs> they used to <laughs> went to. I used to went to. <laughs> right? It was a gifted school. But they didn't have uh, cameras built right into the laptops but, back in those days. Well, well, back when I was there, they didn't have laptops they were giving to kids. But a few years after I left, they started doing that. And this is not an uncommon thing these days where they give you the laptop and it's very uh basically stripped down you know they, they put the special software on that tries to prevent the kids from doing things they're not supposed to do with the computers right probably not very successfully in some cases with the real computer geek guys because i know that all my friends and i would probably have tried to crack through and, and do things to it but just uh, to do it yeah uh but now they've got the laptops i mean most a lot of laptops these days are sold i don't know if most but a number of them are sold with the webcams built into them mine is and so these people put software on every single one of these laptops and just started taking pictures of what the what the kids were doing outside of school. A student and his family had sued the district in February, claiming officials invaded his privacy by activating the software. That case continues. The district has acknowledged capturing 56,000 screenshots and webcam images so it could locate missing laptops. Memger says he decided to make Tuesday's announcement to close the matter before the start of the school year. What a bunch of horse manure. It's one thing if you if you capture screenshots to see what they're up to with your laptop, but when you start activating their webcam uh, secretly and looking at what they're doing in their room, wherever they are, that's a bunch of baloney. That's yeah. an invasion of privacy, and that's just really criminal. I, I heard on this one, and I don't know this is for certain. Some people need to, to research it, but I heard that one a kid was eating like Good and Plenty's or Skittles or something, and a school administrator claimed that he was taking drugs. Really? I mean, it's, you know, that's how... It's a real simple... What I want to know is, I have been in front of my computer topless and naked. naked, yeah. um, And I'm just wondering, not right now, Wayne, um, I'm just wondering how many of these shots of high school aged girls do they have um do these administrators have they're saving them baby it, it's not a felony to take a shot of a, a boy with his top off uh, oh, a, I see what you're a saying. young man with his top off below yeah. the age of 18 it it can be for a young girl well he could like like wayne said he could have been uh, standing away from the computer or full frontal I mean, it could have been... Yeah, they could have been wandering away. This is a quick solution for that. You take a little piece of tape and you put it right over your your camera and your microphone when you're not using it. I mean, uh, now that's a good idea. Now that people Mm. are brought to uh, the realization that this is a possibility. But otherwise, who's going to think about it? The laptop's got a webcam on it. You don't think that the school administrators are are keeping an eye on you. Very Orwellian-style monitoring of these uh, these children. And I can tell you that if, uh, if I sent a laptop home with a... If I sold a laptop to some teenage boy or girl and started taking pictures 
<laughs> remotely, put, put some software on there in advance and just started having it upload pictures every so often to me just to see what they're up to. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know? you'd be in jail. Oh, yeah, I wasn't intending to do anything criminal. I just wanted to take pictures. I mean, come on. Clearly, that's an invasion of privacy, and it seems so wrong. But federal court kicked it out. They said, no, 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 there was no criminal intent. Anyway, there's uh, more update for you. Uh, you can dial in, take control of the airwaves, bring up anything at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at bigheadpress.com slash pk. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in via the toll-free number. Brought to you by SACL CAI. That number is 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on the site for free, including our listening options. You get tuned in. We've got broadband and dial-up streams, both airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live around the clock. Also, our listen lines are available that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen to Free Talk Live that way. Head over to listen.freetalklive.com. So 800-259-9231 is the number for you. By the way, the show brought to you by SACL CAI. Perhaps you may own or know someone who has a company that is struggling to collect money owed from past due accounts. Delinquent accounts are problematic, not only from the standpoint of diminished revenues, but businesses find themselves sidetracked by the arduous uh, task of trying to collect on these accounts. Consequently, valuable time and resources are pulled away from principal operations. SACL CAI liberates businesses from from inefficiencies and the vexing tasks of collections. SACL CAI, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. All right, 800-259-9231. Back to your phone calls. Corby is on the line in Texas. Corby, you're on Free Talk Live. Corby? Hey, I'm just glad to see that they finally, you know, arrested the guy. Not arrested him. Probably didn't even arrest him with the charges filed. He got probably got the the cop privilege. Of, we filed charges. You know, you need to come sign this thing, and we'll have a court date for you. But at least they outed who he was, which is the you know places where he does business and stuff, and his people is you know wherever he lives, they all know he's a dog shooting. You know, you know, not son of a bitch. So mm-hmm. whatever. But yep. anyway, sorry. No worries. But, uh, anyway. Just glad that they, you know, I just watched that video of the other police beating. It's just amazing these people in these costumes are allowed to... Which one? Wait a minute. Which them. police beat? I mean, there's so many of them. Which which one? The, the guy was walking, somebody was walking his dog, and the murderer got stopped for a, a stop sign, uh, you know, running a stop sign, and somebody came up and said, hey, I didn't, you know, I saw that you did come to a stop, and I'll come to your trial, and the officer came out and started, it's on your, it's right below the one for the dog thing on your website right now. Oh, wow. But Cops start to beating this guy up, you know. But it's just amazing. So he beat up a man who he beat up a man who said he would be a witness for the guy against the police. Right. Gotcha. In the the, in the court started. In the court system that they always tell you to uh, take these uh, these uh, these situations too. Corby, any any other thoughts you want to share? Um, basically that, that's just one. Just glad they outed the guy, so at least he didn't get the you know protection. But I'm sure he still probably was had charges probably against through the, the, the way that we all wish we got a court date mailed to us, you know, instead of having to spend, 
you know, at least a night or more in, you know, right. in jail waiting for a court date. But yeah, you try anyway. shooting somebody's uh, somebody's dog uh, in their front lawn and see what the how the police treat you if you're not one of them. Thanks for the call tonight, Corby. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. And, in fact, uh, we were talking earlier tonight about disorderly conduct. It's one of the, the favorite charges that the police like to level against activists and other people that bother them. People that aren't actually causing any problem. Uh, people that aren't actually harming anyone else. Uh, they're not doing any damage. They're not doing any harm to another person or their property. But they don't like them. The cops don't like them for whatever reason, so they'll charge them with disorderly conduct. But did you know there was a charge called disorderly house? Did you know your house could also commit a crime, apparently? Uh, What's going on, Wayne? Well, from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, police in SWAT gear busted through a door and searched a Cedar Rapids home for drugs last Thursday morning, but came up empty. At least 12 officers surprised the tenants at 1135 33rd Street Northeast when they arrived around 7 a.m. with a narcotics search warrant. Sergeant Christy Hamblin A police spokeswoman later confirmed that nothing was seized from the house. No one was taken to jail, but the tenants of the house, Justin Davis, 28, and his girlfriend, Erica Lewis, 26, were charged with disorderly house and signed a promise to appear in court, police said. No one was injured during the raid, thank goodness. Uh, Davis said his five-year-old daughter was in her room when officers busted a hole in the front door. He said uh, they came in the door when he heard uh, a canine unit dog barking and was pulled outside where he was told to lie face down in his front yard. He said the officers had him at gunpoint. That's so crazy, the way they treat people. Um, you know, they, they, they put somebody at gunpoint and lay them down in their front yard. Uh, you thought you were in a free country. And Over some drugs, allegedly, which weren't even there. Which weren't even there. Davis was visibly upset after police left and mentioned moving out of the area, which I can't say I blame Heck him. Heck yeah. <laughs> what, what do you think my neighbors think about me now, Davis said. My character has been assassinated, and I'm really upset about that. Davis said he and Lewis were handcuffed while officers searched. They were told uh, that police had information that there was drug activity at their house. That's right. Somebody, hey, somebody told us there's some drugs around here, so we get to bust a hole in your door, hold you at gunpoint, and rummage through all your crap. Right. So if you pull a gun on them and say, somebody told me you got some drugs in your front pocket, get on the ground, boy, or I'll put a bullet in your head. I mean, they, they treat you, you die right yeah, there. Be a dead man. Well, they claim that they don't just take one person's word under normal circumstances. No, they go no, to they a judge. The, they no, they a, take, they, no, they take the word of a uh, drugged-out uh, informant, and then they go to a judge. Well, they claim that they investigate tips about drug activity by interviewing neighbors, looking through trash, and using drug-sniffing dogs. Did they do that? Um, they, they claim that they usually do that, but in this case, uh, it's not clear. I, I have never heard of this. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't even make sense. You're going to ask people's neighbors if they're doing drugs? Please don't come investigate that around my house. Now, Mr. I mean, but Mr. Davis, who, who lives at the house, says he's on probation, and it would be stupid for him to be involved with drugs. Well, if he's on probation, they don't need a warrant to search his house. Yeah, that's true. They can if just he's come on around. probation, then he should, they should just get a hold of his probation officer and go there and go through his stuff. They don't need to hold the man at gunpoint. He's yeah, on probation. Yeah, but it's a lot more fun to bust through the door mm-hmm. and go and start shouting and pointing guns. Well, because if you if you if you bust through the if you just show up with the probation officer, then if you're if you're dealing with somebody who well, first of all, in this guy's case, if you just show up with a probation officer, you don't get the adrenaline rush, right? Because odds are good he's not going to just start blasting. Odds are good he's going to let the probation officer in and things are going to go kind of routinely. But if you bring the SWAT team out 
and you make a lot of noise and throw in a flashbang or bust the door in and start shouting, then there's a good chance that he might be uh, confused. Maybe, uh, now I don't, what, did I say what time of day this happened? 7 a.m. 7 a.m. So he's probably asleep. Uh, a lot of people are still sleeping at 7 in the morning or just getting up and maybe a little groggy. groggy. So there's always the good chance. They I don't know, know about that, you, but I'm kind of cranky in the morning, yeah, too. They, and they know there's a chance that somebody's going to go for a weapon. If, they, if, somebody, if you're busting into a home, there's a good chance you're going to meet someone who's armed and ready to defend their, uh, their home. As Catherine Johnston, the 92-year-old woman down in Atlanta, did uh, a few years ago and was shot to death for her efforts at protecting her home from the invaders who happened to be the police at that, uh, in that particular case. So, so if... If they're going in with their guns armed and uh, you know at the ready and they're they're shouting and there's a good chance they're going to get into a conflict and they know it and that's what they're looking for that's what they want they in don't some, care about in it. some cases that's certainly true Come on, do they really care about drugs you know you know that these guys know that the drugs aren't going to go away we've talked to uh, Mark you and I had a conversation with a DEA former DEA agent and he knew it the whole time he knew that he wasn't making any difference in the war on drugs he, he said that, he felt very badly about arresting guys for pot. Did he? I don't recall mm-hmm. that part. But. Uh, we're talking about the guy at the radio station. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been but a while. You, but you but, know, there's a lot of people, a lot of so-called informants that just uh, make stuff up because they want to get favorable treatment in whatever they're being busted sure. for as well. So again, slave on slave. But listen to this: disorderly house is described as a building or room where someone uh, resorted to for Ill- illegal activity involved involving drugs, alcohol, gambling, or prostitution, according to the city ordinance. So. It doesn't sound like this is going to stick for these people. It's it's a it's a house where people resort to that. Is that yes, what you said? resort to for illegal activity. I see. More coming up here. You can take control of the airwaves at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So if you find a beer in there, that's a disorderly house. I want to get into that a little bit more. It's free talk live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. The number brought to you by SACL CAI, 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free. So enjoy those on us, including our news updates. You get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get on the lists. I say lists because there are different ways for you to uh, experience Free Talk Live, although I guess technically they're not all lists. Anyway, there are different methods for you to do it. We have the email list, which is a list, and then we've got the Twitter profile, Twitter account. I think Twitter account sounds right. And the Facebook profile as well. So you can follow us in whichever way works best for you, or more than one. It's all free over at news.freetalklive.com. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I was uh, looking at, at uh, speaking of email, I was looking at my email that comes uh, daily, actually, I think twice a day, from Freedoms Phoenix. And the uh, the blogosphere is a Twitter with Ron Paul's run in, in 2012. I guess uh, they, so somebody's gleaned some sort of evidence that they believe that, uh, you know, uh, means that Ron Paul is, is going to run in 2012. And I, I, I heard it first at Freedoms Phoenix. 
All right, 800-259-9231. I just wanted to look a little further into the disorderly house claims. Uh, the story from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Wayne, you brought this up. The uh, I guess was their news. Was it new, their newspaper there? On, yes. Yeah, well, let's see. This is from Eastern Iowa News Now. They busted into a man's home who was already on probation. So as you pointed out, Mark, they didn't need to bust in. They could have just come and knocked and he would have had to have let them in uh, to come in and search because that's one of the provisions typically of being on probation. Uh, but they went ahead and they busted in with the SWAT team. They came in there and they, you know, pointed a gun at the man. They held him at gunpoint while they searched the home and they found nothing. Embarrassed him in front of his neighbors. Yeah, they, they found no drugs. And but that wasn't good enough. Uh, it wasn't good enough for the cops to just get their rocks off the, with an adrenaline rush by going in and kicking in and destroying this man's front door. They didn't home. just hold him at gunpoint. They held him face down on the ground in oh, his right. front yard. Um, yeah. I mean, this Thank is you for that. Yeah. This is disgusting. I, I can tell you, I don't live currently in a neighborhood where anybody would see this. The cops came to my house and held me uh, face down in my driveway. Um, no one would see it. But if they, or at least they would have to look very hard. <laughs> um, if if this had happened in, in the neighborhoods I previously lived in, everybody would see it and they'd want to know, you know, what, what what's going on here? This is a big deal. Cops all over the place. Somebody being held, you know, face down with guns pointed at them in the front yard. Now, did they actually then they charge this man with disorderly house? Yes. Now, did they actually indicate what it was that they found that they believe makes it a disorderly house? Because you suggested that the disorderly house ordinance, which I have pulled up here, by the way, thanks to the wonders of the Internet, uh, you suggested the disorderly house ordinance basically says that anybody that's uh, that's gambling or or, or having uh, illegal drinks or something like that. Yeah, it says uh, where someone, quote, resorted, resorted to for, unquote, illegal activity involving drugs, alcohol, gambling or prostitution. That's so, it. They don't say specifically it. what it was they found on this man's in this man's house that made them believe this was a disorderly house. Because we know sure, they didn't find drugs. I'm sure the house was well, disorderly literally after the SWAT team got through searching it. Right. Is there is there um, is there illegal activity uh, around surrounding alcohol? I don't think so. I mean, this is this is a charge to put a Band-Aid on their bruised egos for going in and, and you know, busting into this guy's house and finding evidence, nothing. though, right? I mean, they're going to need No, to... they don't need anything. They slap this guy with this, and then they drop the charges a month later, mm, right. and they've done their jobs, and, uh, you know, obviously the prosecu- they get to blame it on the prosecutor or whatever. Yeah. Well, according to the, uh, the government's own code here, it says that uh, any building, room, or other structure within the corporate limits of the city of Cedar Rapids... Where illegal gaming or illegal gambling of any kind is allowed or carried on, all houses or places of ill fame, or where persons resort to the purpose of prostitution, assignation? The heck is that? Assignation? Assigning someone something? I don't know. Or lewdness, where persons resort for the purpose of lewdness. What is the definition of lewdness? Normally when you're being lewd or something like that, isn't that where you're you know, grabbing your crotch in the direction of uh, you know, somebody who you want to offend, uh, basically doing something sexual? Uh, you're, you're making a, uh, while you're making that noise, Wayne, what the people can't see uh, on their radios is you're opening your, your invisible coat. You're flashing. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, how could you do something that is lewd in your own home. Can somebody explain this to well, me? Well, if you're out in your front yard, maybe, and doing it to the cars passing But it's by. all about a building, a room, or other structure in the city, or the corporate limits of the city. They don't just say the city of Cedar Rapids. It's the corporate limits. The heck does that mean? 
that, that, that's you know, the that, city limits. Right, but that's what ties into the, the you know the people that say, see, yeah, they're all corporations. Well, the government is a corporation, and that, and an assignation can be a, an appointment for a meeting, especially a lover's secret rendezvous. Ooh, that's illegal so this now. Is, huh? So you're cheating. Hookers. You're che- oh, I see. Uh, resorted to the use of cons- uh, controlled substance is defined in the blah, 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 the Iowa Code as now exists or here and after amended or where prescription drugs are illegally kept. So, ah, perhaps that's what they did as they were rummaging through his home because they like to rummage. We've seen the aftermath of uh, they the, were these, looking for drugs. These searches, so it would make sense to so go into someone's drug cabinet. They go through everything, man. Uh, you remember? Have you seen the video footage of the the guys from the Motorhome Diaries and now Liberty on Tour after they were raided by the police? I don't think I saw that one. Oh, it's shocking. It really, you don't really get to see this very often. I mean, after the cops, we've seen video footage of the police going into homes and, uh, you know, raiding those homes, but we, you don't actually get to see the full process of them tossing everything. So when the guys from Motorhome Diaries at motorhomediaries.com, and actually we might be hearing from them a little later on tonight, they're now over at libertyontour.com, when they had their uh, motorhome stolen by the cops down in Mississippi, when they got it back, the very first thing they did was they turned on their video camera and walked in. So it was the first time they'd walked back into to, uh, their RV and they walked around with the camera and just kind of surveyed everything. It's amazing the amount of damage those uh, the men with the guns did to it. It's just disgusting. So what they did was, this is my speculation here, they went into the medicine cabinet and they found some expired medicine, right? Because if, if your medicine is expired, if the prescription pills are expired, that's typically a criminal isn't that a, like a felony charge? Or in some it depends cases? on the kind of medicine. They may not have been able to. to uh, they may if it's not, like foot cream, chances are not that that's not true. I see. But in in the case of this law here, that would make your house disorderly. Yes. So wherever the prescription drugs are illegally kept, illegally sold, or illegally given away, are hereby declared disorderly houses and prohibited, and shall be suppressed, and the keepers and inmates thereof punished, as herein after provided. And then it goes on for four four more paragraphs. <laughs> so there you have it. So they find some drugs that the, that they they deem to be illegal in the in the home, even if they are prescription drugs, and you've got yourself a disorderly house charge, even if it's your grandmother's drugs. See, that's why, like, if they had your grandma's name on them, they wouldn't be able to say that you put them there. So they wouldn't be able to charge you with the possession of those drugs necessarily, because your grandmother might have been staying the night. Uh, she could have left the drugs in the cabinet. They'd have to prove that they were your drugs and that you were using them and that sort of thing. That would be too difficult. But since they were in the home in which you were living, they can then charge you with disorderly house. This, this, this is a very handy charge that they probably use as a last resort to save face when they mess up like they did here. Mm-hmm. Let's go to your phone calls. David is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. Or Dave, rather. Dave in New Hampshire. Going once. Dave in New Hampshire. Dave. Going twice. I don't know if Dave's there or not. We'll tell you what. We'll put him back on hold. If he's there, we'll try him again in a little bit. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. So we go from the disorderly house to the bong baby. Have you seen this picture yet? The bong baby? I think I've seen this one in the past. Keystone Heights, Florida, according to News4Jax.com, the mother of a baby who appeared to be smoking a bong told a detective she thought it was funny that her 11-month-old son put the bong into his mouth and looked like he was smoking pot, according to the court documents released this Thursday. Now, Mom, your first mistake was to talk to the detective. 
mean, that's just my my speculation here the as to what she did wrong. The first mistake was to let people know that the picture that uh, is out there on the internet is of your baby. Yeah. Okay? Mm. <laughs> like, there's the first problem. Uh, it's one thing to release the yeah. picture. It's another on thing Facebook. to put it on your Facebook right. page. And did she ever developed at Walmart? No, thankfully not. But Facebook led them to her, and uh, we'll give you a little more detail here. Also, take your calls about what you want. Dial in toll-free. At 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Plus, uh, a big talk show host leaving the airwaves. We'll talk about uh, some of the controversy that has uh, come up as a result of that. Of course, take your calls about anything. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. what you want. Dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features there for free. Now, if you like the show and you like the fact that we give you the website for free, then you can voluntarily support us by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more internet listeners on board, and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up with any major credit card, PayPal, alternative options available as well, and get access to perks like the amp-only call-in lines, amp-only forum, as well as a podcast. Go and get on board over at amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue with Bong Baby from news4jacks.com in Keystone Heights, Florida, a mom has admitted to a detective that she thought it was funny that her 11-month-old son put a bong to his mouth. Apparently, she wants, to, she wants us to believe that he just picked up the bong and put it to his mouth. And I'm looking at the picture of the uh, little boy here with the bong and... He sure looks like he's no, he knows what he's doing. I mean, remember that story? Uh, now, this guy's only 11 months old. You remember that story we talked about out in, I think it was India, where there was this two-year-old, two-year-old boy that, could smoke. that was literally, literally just a chain smoker. The, there's video footage of this little, well, he's not little. He was really overweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this boy was literally he had all the mannerisms down of holding the the cigarette with two fingers and, and i mean he looked like he'd been a lifelong smoker at age 2 this little boy and this little 11 month old looks like he's about to pull the stem out of this bong and take a big old hit well i i don't There's know what's happening bong. i don't know what's happening in this particular picture but kids imitate their parents yeah. i mean you know they 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 want to eat what you eat and you know they'll they'll hold utensils and try to eat with them and things like that and hey, I, that doesn't mean this baby's smoking pot well, yeah, and also it doesn't mean that the the baby is smoking pot, period. I mean, there might be tobacco smoke in there, but of course that probably would still get you some sort of a charge of uh, delinquency, uh, con- contributing to delinquency of a minor. Maybe he's a reincarnated hippie. Staringer, uh, Rachel Staringer, age 19, of Keystone Heights, was arrested on charges of possession of drug paraphernalia following the infamous photograph that attracted so much attention on the Internet. Detectives said Staringer admitted to having the bong in her bedroom, she told investigators she was cleaning her room one day and her young son crawled in and put the pipe up to his mouth, according to the documents. Stranger said that's when she snapped a picture of it on her phone, detective said. <laughs> Sounds concocted to me. Mistake. Wait, wait talking to the detectives? Or, <laughs> or, or taking snapping a picture? a picture of it on your camera, yeah. or on your phone, rather. 
According, this is, this is just a string of mistakes in this, uh, this particular case. According to the arrest warrant affidavit, Sterringer admitted to sending the pictures to a few friends, but told detectives she had no idea how it got posted to her Facebook account. Mm. Huh. How'd that happen? Well, I suppose she could have given her login information to one of her friends, but you'd think she would have some idea of which friend she gave her login information to. Yeah, that part sounds bulk- like bullcrap. Why didn't she just tell the cops that she got it as a gift and she never used it? It was under the bed and she forgot all about it and the kid found it. <laughs> I don't know who took the picture of my child uh, you know, taking a, a swat off the bong mm-hmm. and <laughs> I don't know who posted it on my Facebook. Yeah, it's really funny. Somebody must have gotten my password. The affidavit says Sterringer failed a drug test and had traces of marijuana in her system. When Channel 4 first reported the story in June, Sterringer posted a message on her Facebook account saying, Do you realize how serious this is? I can go to jail and he can be taken away from me. Why would you do something so expletive stupid? I don't know what I did. I know what I did was stupid, but I would never put my baby in harm. I'm so nice to everyone. I don't know why you would do this to me. So it seems like the suggestion here is that one of her so-called friends decided to go ahead and that she sent this picture to decided to go ahead and report her to the cops. Hmm. Because it seems pretty unlikely that the cops are just trolling around through Facebook profiles trying to find uh, pictures of children. It with could be. Smoking um, it could go one step farther than that. I mean, I've seen I've seen screen caps of people who do sort of silly things on Facebook by accident, don't really know how to use it or whatever. And it could have gone, you know, the friends, you know, reposted and it, you know that kind of thing. And then because that's the nature of it, it's it's social networking. So it could have been reposted, and then you get to to the level where somebody isn't you know, uh, isn't prepared, it doesn't care whether they, re- uh, you know, uh, report somebody and their kid get taken away. True, true. I mean, it also, you're right. Uh, and also it could be that, and I don't know what the exact time frame is here, right? Because it's, the story says that this became an internet sensation. So now I never saw the bong picture before today. I think or, I've seen that picture. But so the question becomes, well, if it became sensational on the internet, then that certainly would have attracted the attention of the police, right? Because if it spreads far enough and yeah. wide enough, the cops are going to come across it. And then some busybody cop might decide that he wants to uh, investigate this mm-hmm. and figure out what's going on and starts contacting people who might have put it on their profiles. And they would say, oh, no, no, it wasn't mine. I got it from here. Oh, no, it wasn't me. I got it from here. And maybe they managed to do the detective work to actually figure out who it was if it wasn't one of her friends just directly snitching her out to the police. So they which, could have traced it back to her IP address. May, yeah, that's certainly a possibility as uh, as well. But that's where it should have ended. If this girl was uh, knew what she was doing, and most people don't know what they're doing when it comes to the police. Most people think that if the cops are, are knocking on their door, they have to talk to them. Uh, most people think that if the cops are calling, they have to uh, go to the meeting. The cops want to s- schedule with them. Look, uh, Ms. Uh, Sterringer, we're going to need you to come down. We're going to have to ask you to come down to the station. Just answer a few questions. Oh, um, uh, okay. Well, well, uh, when when should I do that? Uh, I mean, they're scared. They don't know what to do. They're not sure what their rights are. She probably can't afford a lawyer to uh, to hire to give her advice in this particular case. And uh, the smartest thing to do, I think, would have been to not talk to the cops. I mean, I agree with you guys. Not taking the picture, not posting the picture. Okay, but she already did all that. It still didn't. She already have talked to, the cops too. Yeah, it still didn't have to end like this mm-hmm. because the cops don't have any proof that it was her that took the photo. 
They have no idea who's, you know, whose baby it is, what the situation was with the baby, why the baby had the bong, where the photo was taken, all of that information. She gave them the information they needed to convict her. When you open your mouth to the police, and they're supposed to tell you this if they've arrested you. And they may not have arrested her. They may have just, may have just called her up and, and set up a meeting with her, and then she just spilled the beans to them. Uh, and then they would have had reason to arrest her at that point. So the cops have no obligation to tell you that anything you say can and will be used against you. But it's always true yeah. when speaking to the police. Now, look, I'm not saying that I, I agree hope with in this, this circum- I hope in this circumstance they uh, they give her some kind of fine or um, you know some kind of community service or and not steal her child. Something, yeah, and don't take her kid away from her. Because okay, if the, the, the let's let's talk about the worst case scenario here. Let's foster home. Well, no, no, let, let's talk about what is she doing with her child? The worst case oh, scenario. She's teaching your kid how to smoke pot. OK, let's just lay it out on the line. What's worse, teaching a, a, a child being taught how to smoke marijuana or a child being taken away from their family that loves them and being put in a foster home where, you know, the, the, the people just don't care. I'd yeah. rather a child be taught how to smoke marijuana, be mm-hmm. in a marijuana smoking house or a, or honestly an alcohol drinking house or whatever kind of house where where people love them than to be put into some kind of foster home scenario. Well, even people that don't even quite understand what love means. Right, because children will never come across marijuana in a foster Foster home environment, nope. right? <laughs> you mean or be in a, in a child or warehouse, whatever? Right, yeah. right. You're, you're you know, right, Wayne, because it, they've got a bunch of kids in these yeah, places. And some of these people are good people who actually care for kids, but there's others where they just want the money. That's right to foster these kids, and they're just like little kid warehouses where these people are collecting money to watch over these kids, and, and in a and lot of cases, being cared for properly. Right, and in a, not only are they not being cared for properly in a number of examples, and of course there's the extreme where they're like locking them in cages and starving them. Not all of them are like that, obviously, but many of them are just households where the foster family has a number of uh, children, and they the age ranges are, are varying widely so this little baby might be put in a home where you've got a five-year-old and a 10-year-old and a and a 13-year-old and a 16-year-old and then the 16-year-old as the two-year-old's getting older is is you know could possibly do the same things they who knows what kind of influences these foster kids will have on one another uh, one another and what kind of negative things will happen the idea that somebody would be uh of would be a taken away from the influences of alcohol and cigarettes and drugs simply because they're being put in a foster home? The government's care? It's absurd. The government couldn't keep drugs out of its own prisons. Yeah. So just remember that when the cops are talking to you, anything you say can and will be used against you. They don't have to read you your so-called Miranda rights unless they are, unless you're under arrest and they intend to question, uh, question you. That's my understanding. I'm not a lawyer. Okay, so you know, don't take that as legal advice. Just always watch yourself around these people. The the less you say, the better off you are, because it's you that is going to make the case against you. You're going to make their case for them, and that's exactly what happened in this case. And I don't support what she did. I don't support giving a baby a bong, and I don't believe her story. That oh, you just crawled up on the bed, grabbed this bong that had a bunch of billowing smoke inside it. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure about that. I, it I, looks like smoke to me. It could be really fuzzy glass with yeah, it could of, be yeah, smoky glass. But I'm look. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. You can uh, take control of the airways. after, I wonder? 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Hour number three is on the way. Uh, coming up, fireworks on a plane. 200 of them. The TSA let them by. Uh, Mark, you got the story. Get to that. Also, Dr. Laura quitting. Attention. 
all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in to the toll-free number, which is 1-800-259-9231, and you can take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features on the site for free. So head on over and grab them up. Archives, webcam, live streams, enjoy all free at freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. And we go to the phones and the fun. You can bring up anything and still to come, Mark, you're going to tell us about the TSA unable to find hundreds of fireworks. We'll uh, give you the details. But first, to Adam Miller calling from libertyontour.com to check in with this week's update. Adam uh, was going to call on Monday night, but we ended up having Lou Rockwell on. And uh, and thank you, Adam, for being so flexible and able to, uh, being able to come back on later on this week. Do we have yeah, I appreciate it, guys. We, we don't mind. Lou, Lou, Lou bumping us a little bit is a worthy cause. So uh, Pete's also here with me, just for the record. Oh, hey, Pete. Sorry about that. I didn't uh, I put you on hold too fast, I think, before I caught that information. So uh, you guys have been traveling. Or, uh, you, you've begun your travels around the country. You've gone to New York City. You've gone to Philadelphia. You were in Philly last week. Uh, last time we talked to you was just after the New York City leg of your tour. You're going to be traveling for 13 full weeks across, all the way across the country, all the way to the West Coast, and then back around down south, uh, down to Miami to wrap up the tour. And it's your second time around the country. You had formerly been of uh, MotorhomeDiaries.com, which was your, your first uh, taste of motorhome living and, and traveling and, and meeting up with liberty-minded people all around the country. And now you're building off of the success of the Motorhome Diaries with LibertyOnTour.com as you've have already you know met a lot of people. You're uh, likely re-meeting some of them and meeting new faces along the way. Uh, and, of course, getting involved in activism this time around. Last time it was just more of touring and partying. This time you're actually staying for several days in each city, and you're kind of plugging into uh, the scene there, right? Absolutely. Though uh, we do encourage people to uh, party with us, you know, <laughs> we, we appreciate that. But exactly, you man, you nailed a lot of it on the head. Uh, we're doing around. We got uh, Philadelphia. We just cleaned up. We're actually outside of St. Louis now. Um, we did some more Fiji activism there. It seems to be a popular uh, form of activism sweeping the country. The Fiji um, activism, by the way, is, I'm sorry to interrupt. Just want to clarify. Fiji stands for Fully Informed Jury Association. Folks can go to Fiji.org to learn more. It basically is what, Adam? What is Fiji? Well, exactly. It's uh, folks who get together. They sit around uh, courthouses, state level, uh, federal level, uh, even municipalities, and they hand out information pretty much telling you that the judge will lie to you and saying you have to find the defendant innocent or guilty. There's a third option where you can judge the merit of a law and do what they call nullify the law, 
and uh, essentially wiping the law off the books uh, immediately without the legislative process or all the lobbying. And well, it doesn't wipe the law off the books, but it does get somebody off of the charge. It uh, sets a precedent. It sure would be awesome if it would wipe the law off the books if uh, if that were the case, but it does make it so somebody who's been charged with a, a crappy law uh, can essentially walk away even though they were caught red-handed, even though the evidence is all really clear that, yeah, this guy had 20 pounds of marijuana, but I think the drug law sucks, so not guilty. Absolutely, yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's a defense I've considered using in some of my uh, cases I have going on for, like, killing police and stuff. That, yeah, I did it, but, you know, this is a bad law. So we got that done. It was, uh, the difference in Philly from New York was, A, no one got arrested, so that's a good thing. Uh, also, we did have the police presence with, like, the DHS watching us, Department of Homeland Security. So I took that time since there was a, a good number, eight or nine of us out there. Um, so the, the, the distribution of the material was going well. I just kind of sat there and had a one-on-one interview with these guys. So is that the video uh, that you that just posted up? Did you just post that up to uh, LibertyOnTour.com? Because I haven't seen that one yet. Nope, that is the one that is up there today. LibertyOnTour.com okay. is where they can check it. Got it. I will definitely look at that later on after uh, the show tonight. How did that conversation go with the uh, DHS guys? Well, it's the same old, same old. You know, they're just doing their job, mm-hmm. and we, I asked them how far that line is for them, or what they would or wouldn't do, and. Uh, threw in some lines about the, the morality and, and how they're paid. And I think it the one officer that was talking to me at first that initially showed up was kind of talkative in the beginning and then got real quiet. So I think we struck a chord with him. Um, the other one was just, you know, he had to answer me just to show how much smarter he was than me. And uh, when, when I really wasn't trying to, like, show anybody up or anything like that, just merely have a conversation and say, you know, have you ever thought about it this way? And so I hope – I don't think he was as – he didn't really get it that day, but maybe, you know, down the road or if he rewatches the video again, um, he'll understand some of the uh, holes in his arguments and stuff. Yeah, we gave but some of the cops great, we gave some of the cops a hard so, time. It's kind of in a related story. We gave some cops a, a hard time today at Catherine Bleich's trial in Nashua. Uh, the cops that aggressed against the peaceful people that were out at the 420 celebration earlier this year, they were uh, they were on a recess during the court trial, and they came out in the hallway, and we f- followed them out there with the video cameras, and just kind of uh, you know gave them a little verbal uh, a little verbal lashing for for doing what they did, and then they went back in the courtroom and sat down uh, right in the, the the chairs where they sit or right in front of the public area so sam sits down right behind them and just starts talking to them about what they did and basically giving them a 10-minute lecture and there was nothing they could do about it it was great no i love that i think that's something that people should do more is uh you know if you see these officers doing something you don't approve of or i mean even just in general out there like approach them have a conversation you know we we, we got a bunch of cool flyers and things from from all of the great uh advertisers with uh liberty on tour so we got things to give them, so that that always helps. But if you can make up some of those, do that. Yeah, yeah these guys weren't then, talking. Uh, <laughs> these cops were not yeah. interested in a conversation. It was completely one way. It was basically a lecture to them. But nonetheless, what else have you guys experienced over at LibertyOnTour.com? Awesome. Well, talking about the flyers and stuff, we actually went out this past Saturday with Mandrick. He came out and uh, joined us in Philly, and uh, we did some outreach on South Street, which is a busy uh, area uh, at night in Philly, and uh, – he, he handed out a ton of uh, LRN preteen flyers, and, Adam and I handed out a bunch of uh, nice. small political quiz. And we, we, so we're putting up a video Friday that is essentially us doing outreach, talking to people. A lot of people were real receptive. And then pretty much every corner, there was at least like two or three cops. So we had conversations every time, and uh, so we included some of those. So I think it's a pretty good video. Um, but now we're, uh, like we said, we're in St. Louis. We have some good stuff planned. Uh, thanks to some tips we got from people. Oh, I should mention, too, in Philly, uh, the meetup was awesome. And uh, 
a lot of the folks came out uh, thanks to Free Talk Live and ran into uh, a brother and sister, Cat and Joeyo uh, O'Brien, oh, yeah. uh, who are Free Talk Live listeners. They got turned on from Free Talk Live, heard about us coming through from Free Talk Live. So they joined us at the Fiji Outreach, their first activism, and, oh, cool. and uh, hopefully, hopefully they continue. Uh, yeah. Uh, Making ties with the with the uh, other activists in town there, but they're uh, really hoping to get to New Hampshire soon. So, <laughs> man, awesome. we are we are hearing from Catherine Bleich today that down in uh, down in Austin, where she's from, the buzz is really. I mean, ever since the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the buzz has dramatically increased amongst the activists down there, at least about. And she was talking about how she's hearing it from around the country uh, about the Free State Project. It's really kicked into gear. Apparently, people are really talking about it now. Oh yeah, man. There's a lot of great things going on, I and mean, the king drinking game was was, was brilliant. So, uh, and actually, yeah, just five minutes before we came on air here with you guys, uh, we met a guy, Philip Allen, who just unfortunately had to move back to this area from the scene, and uh, he's seeing my free talk live uh, bumper sticker on my computer, and he was telling his buddy, I used to listen to that show every day until I moved back here. He's like, I don't have time now, but I was like, Oh, free talk live, and he's like, Yeah, and then he came in the RV and t- talked about how much he misses it up there and. We can get these affairs down here in order. He's coming back, so That's great. definitely you guys got an impact that we can see on the road. That is fantastic, and of course, you guys are are also having an impact. Uh, you're reaching out, as you said, reaching out to just average folks on the street. Uh, hey, where, uh, I know that when you were in Times Square, you made this incredible video where Uncle Sam came out, and he is a real jerk. Uh, and it was just one of the most entertaining videos. How, how often is Uncle Sam going to come out during uh, the uh, the trip across the country? Well, I don't know exactly. I mean, uh, that's a hard guy to get uh, his schedule down. And, I mean, he doesn't really like doing those public things anyway, hanging out with, like, the sheeple. But um, I heard he did make an appearance in Philadelphia. So there was an Uncle Sam sighting in Philadelphia down by, like, Independence Hall and Constitution Center. And so there might be something coming with that. Man, I hope that Uncle Sam video can be like the number one video on YouTube when people search for Uncle Sam because it is just, uh, I think it's one of the funniest tweaking, ones. I mean, yeah, yeah, it, it, is, it, it, it is kind of funny, but it's true, Some most of the things he says, and that's just uh, unfortunate. Yeah, he's very, bra- he's very um, brash, he's very rude, he is, well, he's the real Uncle Sam, and uh, you should see it over at LibertyOnTour.com. Tell you what, guys, do you want to hang around tell us about what's coming up next? Sounds great. All right, more with Pete and Adam from LibertyOnTour.com. Fresh videos posted uh, fairly often over at LibertyOnTour.com, so go and catch up on what they've been doing, and then subscribe, bookmark the site, and keep following them, because we're going to keep talking about what they're, ha- what they're doing, because it's great activism. More coming up, Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free if you dial this number, 800-259-9231. And if you would like to get on the air and talk about anything you want, that's the point of the show. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. The number again, 800-259-9231. It is brought to you by SACL CAI. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. 
And Wayne. And Mark. Uh, don't forget to join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features there for free, including our Shrine of Female listeners. You head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. You can take a look at the ladies that have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video to show they are indeed listeners of this program. And if you are a lady listener and you'd like to be part of the Shrine, the details are there at shrine.freetalklive.com. And if you're looking at uh, picking up some gold or silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, or even barter currency in case things uh, go really south, check out gold.freetalklive.com. Uh, Free Talk Live has teamed up with Midas Resources. They are the uh, the, the, the parent company of uh, Genesis Communications Network, which is our syndicate. And we've teamed up with them to offer some really great prices on hand-picked gold and silver pieces. By hand-picked, I mean I picked them. I decided which ones. Um, I felt these were these coins were good choices in order for people to get gold and silver in their hands. Not good choices for collector coins or anything like that, because I think it's confusing to try to decide what you're going to buy when it comes to gold and silver. So uh, go check out what we've got over there. Uh, we've got some great prices on them. Before you buy anyplace else, check out gold.freetalklive.com. Not only are you uh, getting some great prices, but you're supporting Free Talk Live and uh, their syndicate. Thanks very much. All right. 800-259-9231. We are on the line here with Pete and Adam from LibertyOnTour.com. They launched from our beautiful home of Keene, New Hampshire, uh, just a couple weeks ago. And their first stop was New York City. They then went to Philadelphia. And you're now in between stops. Uh, Is that right? Where are you guys at right now? Yeah, this is Pete. We're uh, we're about 15 miles northeast of St. Louis right now. Tomorrow we're going to roll into St. Louis, and uh, as we've been asking since the beginning for folks to give us leads and uh, contacts and stuff and story ideas, St. Louis uh, initially we didn't think was going to uh, may not have a ton of stuff to cover, but uh, we got some real good input and we we have some good uh, stories we're going to cover while we're here that are going to be a little bit different than stuff we've done before. Ooh, ooh, very. And, that's uh, that's a very tantalizing tease, Pete. Can you get into any more detail about what might be coming up? <laughs> well, I mean, one of the stories really just emphasizes civil society, which we think is great. We want to show people that uh, that believe the state should exist uh, be, to help the less fortunate. We want to show them that you know uh, people care about other folks and they'll take care of them voluntarily. Fantastic. Yeah, and the other story that that's going to be good is. Uh, uh, just going to highlight like uh, communal living on, on voluntary basis, uh, or, or so we at least hope. We actually haven't been in there yet, but that's the feedback we're getting. So it's kind of a city that sprung up in an awkward location with uh, uh, no government involvement, but yet uh, the government's kind of upset about it right now. So mm-hmm. we're real excited about covering these two issues. Cool. So that's all coming up over at LibertyOnTour.com. Now, the plan is to go across the country all the way out to the West Coast, then down back around uh, through the South over to uh, to South Florida in Miami. Eventually, you guys are going to be coming back up to New Hampshire, uh, not just because you've got a cor- you've got a couple of court trials in Massachusetts. As is there an update on any of that? Well, those are still standing there, right where they were, January tenth. But um, I'm thinking about getting back to New Hampshire in probably December. I know uh, some other of my friends there have uh, trials or arraignments of some sort. I think yourself included. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd like to make it for those. Um, but yeah, I do have a January 10th court date in Massachusetts as well. Now, what's going on when you guys were driving across the country the first time at Motorhome Diaries? Uh, you can get all the archives, by the way, videos and everything you did with Motorhome Diaries. They're still up at motorhomediaries.com. Y'all were arrested in Mississippi and Jackson County. And uh, they were not so nice to you. There ended up being... For filming police officers, yeah, essentially. They, right. They ended up being a court trial, and you guys ended up countersuing. Where's that stand right now? Well, 
yeah, it's actually at Jones County. So the information for that, the background, oh, if anybody's interested, that's cool. Is uh, motorhomediaries.com slash Jones County. But, uh, I mean, we're still going on. Uh, we're, we technically have a trial uh, December 1st. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, we have uh, a civil case now going. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, when you deal with the state and you're innocent, the process is very slow. Right. So we had a trial uh, back in September of last year where we were actually found guilty by a, a justice court judge, which mm-hmm. is like the low circuit court, uh, just like, a, you know, just to shuttle people through the system quicker, essentially. But we were found guilty in that because there's no accountability for that judge to rule in our favor, or reason, excuse me, for him to rule in our favor when the other judge can cover his back or whatever. But, um, so yeah, we're waiting to have a trial on December 1st. Even though Pete says a trial schedule, all his evidence has been suppressed. What? So they don't have any evidence they can bring to that trial. Yeah, and the judge just hasn't just signed the dismissal yet, so he's still just technically waiting on paperwork. Uh, Jason and I, the other member of Motorhome Diaries, Jason Talley, who's now over at the CD Evolution Fund, um, it, me and him both have trials on December 1st, so hopefully we're found innocent of that. And uh, No, wait a minute. Are these jury trials? Like, because, you, like you said, you've already been found guilty, so it's, this is an appeal, basically? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm thinking it's just with a judge, and then we can appeal this to, like, or, and or ask for a jury trial. I don't know. Mississippi but, is... But, yeah, one thing I should remind everybody is last time before our uh, trial, before we went up there, the... Uh, the state came out and talked to us and our lawyers and offered us a deal. They, they told us, uh, if, if you guys uh, promise not to pursue this, uh, we'll drop the charges and give you your money back. And, uh, and we're just like, no, fuck that. Oh, <laughs> boy, we've got a – oh, boy, let me get to the uh, dump panel. Here it goes. It's not dumping. Uh, board up, please hit that if you can. Yeah, it's probably too late now. My dump panel's kind of messed up. Anyway, apologies, affiliates. Um, so, boys, uh, thanks for coming on the show tonight. Appreciate having you here, and keep up the good work out there. LibertyOnTour.com. Take it easy, guys, and drive safe. <laughs> uh, you know, it's an emotional it. situation, yeah, right? It is. And, it is. Uh, you know, that, 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 that's, how, that's how people deal with emotional uh, situations. All right, so 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. I guess the good news is that uh, the FCC is no longer the so fleeting concerned expletive. about the, uh, the yeah. fleeting expletives. <laughs> Well, that was definitely a fleeting expletive. It fits yeah. right into the uh, definition. Yeah. So moving on, uh, 800-259-9231. By the way, they mentioned the CD Evolution Fund. Good time to briefly discuss what that is, uh, cdevolution.org. The website has uh, been redesigned, and I think it's still kind of coming together. It's It looks good to me. There's there's some really important new additions that have been brought about. Uh, Jason Talley, I'm sure we'll have him on uh, again here in the near future to talk about some of the changes that the CD Evolution Fund has uh, has gone through. Of course, there's, there's the commentary, there's the news about the civil disobedience, and also now Jason is working up a calendar of things that are, are going on, uh, things like uh, like court trials, and stuff that people need to be aware of. People now, of course, the CD Evolution Fund focuses on New Hampshire-based civil disobedience because, well, New Hampshire really is the uh, the epicenter for civil disobedience, liberty-related activism. And so that's the point. If you if you're excited by a lot of the activism that you hear about here, and apparently one of our listeners is not, Mark, you've got an email that uh, hopefully we'll be able to share at some point tonight 
regarding the civil disobedience movement here. But if you do support civil disobedience, you need to get behind the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. Go to cdevolution.org to get on board. Uh, there's monthly uh, contributions that are available. You can also do kind of a one-off thing. And you can also put money into individual funds for certain activists that you might find more interesting than others. Like uh, one of our co-hosts, Curtis, is facing felony charges for passing a, allegedly passing a joint uh, at the very same uh, 420 rally that Catherine Bleich was on trial for today. So if you want to help out folks that have been busted for civil, for civil disobedience, head over to CDEvolution, uh, cdevolution.org. More coming up. You take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. And join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You'll find that the features there we give to you. The wiki included over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. Go to wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive. Have you ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people without a lawyer who must know what it takes to win. And for people with lawyers who want to minimize legal fees and maximize winning by knowing what should be done. It works for both plaintiffs and defendants. It costs less than an hour with any with a good attorney, and it's so easy that the average eighth grader can go through the complete four CD course in a single weekend. Get it at jurisdictionary.com. All right, as we continue here with your calls, uh, hopefully we'll get to the 200 fireworks slipping by the TSA if we get a chance. But of course, your calls come first. So let's go to the phones and the fun. Sean is in Florida. On uh, Sean, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, Sean, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I first want to start off a comment on Lou Rockwell. What a fantastic interview, and that had to be absolutely awesome just to be able to have him for an hour and visit. But he was a really, he was a really gracious uh, guest. He was very nice. Uh, it was funny too when he came up here because Mark pointed this out the night before. Uh, I should have told him it was the uh, the house with the couch on the front porch. Uh, <laughs> Luther has uh, has has moved in here, and some of his stuff just wouldn't fit. So right now there's a couch sitting out on the front porch. Classy, so, yeah, a real classy place to to get interviewed. Anyway, go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, well, you know, I follow the cre- free, uh, you know, the free king, which does uh, the local activism going on. Very interested, and uh, something that caught my attention that hasn't been elaborated on that made me uh, want to call in here recently is to see if I might be able to uh, get you guys to take a moment about maybe some specific. Uh, I thought I, I got the impression maybe the the city council is trying to enact some ordinances to regulate the use of the park, which is going to specifically uh, maybe affect or target. Uh, free keen activism, and kind of on that line of thought, I've been I've taken I've been taking an interest in uh, the New Hampshire Constitution and mm-hmm. uh, the New Hampshire statutes. Yeah, they don't pay uh, attention to that. Thing. Try to formulate some opinions. Okay. So what's is the city council uh, you know reacting uh, to you guys trying to target you with uh, with specific ordinances to regulate use of the park or mark, well, uh, the market access? Yeah, well clearly they don't like the uh, the activists here and they don't like anything that we do, no matter what it is, whether we get involved in the system or not. They don't like it because well anything that we do is a threat to their a threat to their power and a threat to the status quo. 
So uh, I'm not sure that the, uh, the the city council drinking game is in fact getting involved in the system. We went to the meet, went to the council meeting. <laughs> That's getting involved in the Mark. damn system, right? Nobody else, excuse me. I'm sorry, Sean. Nobody else, Mark, except for seven other people in this town of this city of 23,000 people bothered to show up at this meeting. It was eight activists. Oh, I'm and not going to say that the, the, the city council meeting isn't boring and stupid. Well, don't tell me that we didn't get in, it's we're not, not getting, getting involved. involved in don't system. tell me we're not getting involved. We went to that meeting and, and we were going to sit there. Would be going and throwing tomatoes at them being getting involved too then? That would be Violent, but and that, that doesn't be- mean it's not getting involved. That's not an answer to the question. It's non-responsive. <laughs> is that getting involved? Well, you so, not- No, going to the council <laughs> meeting is involved. going to the council That's meeting. That's not getting involved. It's, Why it's, are you talking about it's how is heckling, dude? No, it's not. Nobody heckled anybody. We were sitting there quietly watching the council meeting. Now, look, Mark. If they actually gave the public an opportunity to speak at these meetings, we would speak at the meeting. But they don't do that at most of their council meetings, so there's not much else you can do besides attending the council meeting. Not only did we attend the council meeting, Mark, but Sam and I, uh, Sam uh, created, well, I actually helped him create it, but he handed out this uh, paperwork to the city councilors, every single one of them, plus the news media that was there, talking about this ordinance and asking them to repeal it. That is getting involved in the damn system. That's getting involved in the All system. Right. Absolutely. So you take it back then. Uh, but getting The drinking game is not getting involved. That is how you get people to this boring ass <laughs> council meeting. You have to make it fun. Look, I'm not saying it's not funny. I just don't want you to be deluded. People getting to the council meetings will get them more involved. Do you agree or disagree with that? Um, I suppose... The people that are attending the council meetings... No, it won't get them involved because they'll shut down the council meetings and make it so that nobody can go. Then they would be a clear violation of the idea of having a public meeting. They don't really care about that. They well, care about yeah, getting... I don't think they're going to do that, Mark. They're, then I don't think Not they're shut it down it to the far. public entirely, but just basically if you've got the uh, brand of uh, Free State Project member on your mm-hmm. forehead, they will kick you, figure out some reason why you shouldn't be yeah. there. Well, we'll see about that because uh, round two is coming up tomorrow night. Anyway, Sean, go ahead with your thoughts. You know what? That's really it. I, I didn't have any other thoughts tonight. It's always enjoyable listening to you guys, and I and I and I hope you get some good callers tonight. Uh, well, get ready because really challenge the status view tomorrow night. The uh, round two is happening at the city council meeting here in Keene, and folks can watch at home. Oh. You can participate from home. You can play along with the drinking game. Uh, the rules are posted over at freekeen.com, and you can go to CheshireTV.org, which is the local public access channel. You can actually watch the live broadcast. And I know that the oh, the city council will not be pulling the audio this time because last time they pulled the audio once things started to get yeah, interesting. Yeah, they got skinned. Uh, and the local, uh, the local, the guy that runs the executive director of the local TV channel had it out with them. That, by the uh, way, is the best part of the whole thing. Is that uh, you know that the, the, the clear boundaries were drawn on as to when the the audio can be pulled and when it can't. Yeah. Um, inside the city council meeting. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Can I make another comment? Yeah, by all means. Uh, you know, uh, I wanted to comment on the drug show you had the other night because it was a really fantastic show. You had some great callers come in, call in uh, that were representing more of a status view that, that you really got into the issue with over a break or so. And, um, you know, I don't think a lot of people, you know, the point of view we're trying to convey in libertarian society, once you get the gun out of the room and coercion, you know, you're going to have businesses that care about customers. Drug use is going to be safer because they're going to care whether people live or die. You know, there's going to be all this high-tech manufacturing and high-tech research and uh, a, a vibrant insurance industry. There's going to be so much economic boom uh, around, uh, you know, a, a decriminalized 
drug environment, and there's going to you know there's going to be a fiduciary interest in in the customers, you know, because companies are going to be liable to their insurance. But policies the children, sure Sean, die. the children, the children, the well, children. You know, again, that's something insurance companies children, can take up with uh, children, the children, and children, children. <laughs> that's all they've got. They just don't have anything. <laughs> right. Well, here's here's the thing about uh, the the children argument. I mean, what kind of world do you want to create for our children? I'll tell you the kind of world I want to create for our children. The kind of world where they won't throw their parents in jail for for doing what people have done since hu- humans came around, or bust is- into somebody's home and kill their children as well, which happens when the and police the dogs. shoot babies and dogs and things like that. Sean, thanks for the call. Glad you enjoyed that show. Uh, he's referring to the Saturday show this uh, this past weekend. We talked about MDMA and that led into the conversation about other drugs. And I was actually surprised because we really didn't get any ardent drug warriors. Not that calling. many, no. No, you actually, yeah, that's right. You listened on your way back into uh Yeah, you, you needed me. <laughs> no, I, uh, the guy called in on World War II history, like yeah, you were just swimming I, around. I got nothing there, yeah. that's true. Uh, didn't need you, but it would have been nice to have you. No, oh, yeah. yeah, you needed me. So 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI Just listening to shows that I'm not there, it lets me know, like, there's no way you could ever, ever do this show without me. God. It has been done for a long time without you in the past, What's that my mean? friend. Oh, you, were, are you talking about when it was months. on the little AM station and, and a dozen people listened? <laughs> Is that what you're referring to? The show to? was done without you. <laughs> and it could be done without you. Okay, so when I left the first time, you guys were pulled off the FM dial. <laughs> when I was gone, you like languished on the AM dial. Yeah. Uh, you know, call some some shows going entirely without callers. So what are you saying, Mark? <laughs> he he can't. He is not interesting without. Sure, me. it's a good thing I dragged you along, huh? Yeah, because <laughs> you didn't want to come along for a Kicking while. Kicking and screaming, this, probably right. Yeah. It's a good thing. It was hard to get him in once uh, once a week back in the day. Yeah, like, the man, oh, man, it was hard. Days. It was hard to get him up here in New Hampshire for at first too. Well, that wasn't too hard. I just decided I was going to go, and he came along. <laughs> right, that was he really was kicking the, and the screaming, long and the though. short of it. All right, so uh, yeah, you can bring up anything, even in these remaining moments. There is enough time for you. Uh, more coming up here shortly at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Hey, do you guys want to go into extended uh, internet time? Sure, tonight? if you want. All right, we'll do that because you've got an email mark that I think ties into some of the things we've been talking about earlier, but we're not going to have time to get to it. We've still got folks that want to talk on the air here, and your calls come first. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. Time left for your thoughts. If you share them with us, dial in toll free eight hundred two five nine. 9231. This is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain in the radio version of the show. We may end up uh, doing a little extended internet-only edition, which you can only listen to at freetalklive.com and at lrn.fm after our radio show is over. Uh, but in the meantime, we can still take your phone calls about anything at 800-259-9231. And, of course, you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features free 
And if you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. The price of a cup of coffee. You head on over there, you get signed up with any major credit card, PayPal, alternative options as well. And you get perks. You get access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, uh, AMP-only podcast, and more. Go get the details. Get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. Are you frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live? I know I was. Are you tired of the oppressive state intruding into your business and personal life? If you knew that thousands of liberty-loving people were all moving to the same place and getting active, would you want to join them? Well, so far, hundreds have moved, and thousands will have moved soon because over 10,000 have pledged. We want to get to 20,000 pledging to move, and you can be part of it. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org, and that's what I did, and that's what all of us did, actually. We moved here. uh, Wayne, you moved about five years back, and Mark, uh, you and I moved about four years ago, and it's been great so far, and it just keeps getting better. As more people move, it just keeps getting more exciting. More neat activist things become possible. The more people that we have, the more starters, self-starters we have here, the more uh, people that are willing to take a ball and run with it and start. If they, uh, if they don't find something they want to plug into, because there's already an awful lot that you can just jump right into. If, if what you're looking for isn't here, you can start it, and other people will jump into that. It's really just an amazing movement. Freestateproject.org. We continue with your calls. Oh, yeah, and now endorsed by Lou Rockwell from LouRockwell.com. It's a big deal. I, I told the Free State Project about it. I, said, I sent him over to the Free Keen post that I made about Lou's endorsement of the Free State Project. And I said, it's going to be tough to top this one. You know, Ron Paul is, is its offer on that one. He's, so. well, Ron's, Ron's done, I think, invo- I think he's he, already endorsed the He uh, has, but I'm just saying that, you know, that's a... But Ron Paul doesn't run the number one most popular uh, website for libertarian You're discussions make on the internet. You're trying to make some argument that Lou Rockwell is bigger in the libertarian circles than Ron Paul? You know, Ron Paul certainly has the name recognition, but Lou Rockwell reaches a lot, a, mm-hmm. a lot of people it's consistently and longer so does, than, so does Ron Paul, than Ron and, Paul. Uh, you know, having his name on the front page where they do, saying that of he's, course, it's endorsed. Lou mm-hmm. worked for Ron Paul as Indeed. well, so they're, right. real, they're kind of tight. But Lou's got the number, the best-read libertarian website site in the world right. ron paul <laughs> writes for lou rockwell you know what i mean so there's, a, there's an interesting relationship let's continue with your thoughts though uh matt is in virginia you're on free talk live hello matt hey guys hey what's on your mind tonight matt first call actually uh-oh you're breaking up i'm afraid you are on perhaps oh. on a cell phone yes okay try uh, again you're sounding all right now go for it okay yeah no long time listener first time caller um basically i just call having trouble conveying the ideas of liberty to the mother of my child. Right now, I am offering to... You you there? Yeah, yep, listen in. Oh, sorry. Yeah, right now, I'm trying to uh, basically offer to pay for their, you know, my daughter's medical expenses, all her health care, I get it through work, and I'm paying for that and the child support, but she is currently on welfare, food stamps, and those kind of things, Hmm. and she doesn't want to get rid of her current Medicare, even though I already have her covered on my health care, because she wants to keep control of those cards. And we actually just got in an argument about it a little while ago, and I was just having trouble talking to her about why it's not free. Because she basically kept saying, why wouldn't you do it? You know, it's, it's just free, you know, it's just, why, why not, you know? So just thought I'd get your advice on that. And also I had a, a quick civil disobedience story to tell if we actually had any time for it, but... Okay, well let's yeah, let's start with the the Medicare issue. Wayne, how would you uh, how would you handle that? Medicare being uh, she says, "Oh, it's free." Well, there's yeah. a lot of things they say are free, uh, but but really you're all paying for it and they're bribing you with your own money in a sense. 
Well, it's it's not, but you've they've already paid the money. I I don't think it's about that um, as much as you know what kind of information are they getting and how what kind of control do they have over the child? Just you know the the, the government already believes it owns your kids. You're just putting them on their radar and uh, you know that much more. And I don't personally, I personally do not want my children on the government's radar. Well, also yeah. there could be a draft in a few years. The way things are going with war drums uh, uh, pounding. And do you want your child to be on that radar for when they come and, and look for, for soldiers to go over and get shot up? That's an interesting... Yeah, and they're very very liberal mindset. Uh, you know, they I admittedly came from the liberal way until, you know... Actually, Rennix, who lives up there, I don't know if you know, and Big mm-hmm. Mike, they were the ones sure. that woke me up to the ideas of liberty. He was actually my college roommate. Well, what, well look and, back at how you used to think and, uh, and you know, ask yourself what would have convinced you. I mean, what was it that, that brought you on well, board? And, yeah, and that what they, you know, I tell them they're stealing from people. I tell them that, you know, it's not free. And to that, they always respond, well, we paid into it. So we might as well get something. It's them. legitimate. It's a legitimate mm-hmm. response. Right. I, don't think, I don't think that it's, uh, you know, the, the accepting of it isn't stealing. Mm-hmm. The accepting of it is no more stealing than uh, a big guy who comes around and steals money from everybody um, who goes to the center of town and then hands out $10 bills to people. Going and getting a $10 bill from that guy uh, who's stolen from you is not stealing. It's just accepting the, you know, the money. However, there's strings that come attached to it, and mm-hmm. they are going to tell you how your kids should live. And, you know, I don't know the specifics of these uh, Medicare and Medicaid programs. I don't know. I would suspect it means you get lower, a lower quality of care because I know what it means. Um, I know what the uh, doctors get paid from Medicaid, and it's not very good. Mm-hmm. The other real danger here is that the federal government is basically broke. They're insolvent. They're just printing money. At some point, those who are dependent on them for to live, whether it's health care or getting a check every month, it's going to be gone. It's At some point, those things are going to stop. And if you become too dependent on those things, you might have a serious adjustment to do if you can, if you can get through it a few years down the road. That's a that is a I think a real solid point, Wayne. It's a tough issue because if somebody's on the dole from the government, they're hooked. You know, they're, oh, yeah, they're she's like 100 percent dependent on it. Look, I mean, look like what's I said, happened to the Native American tribes being hooked on, on government oh, money. Man, it's ruined you know, them. Look yeah. what happened to the black community you know, uh, with the great society programs. That's a great um, that's a great point. Uh, Ian, you, you remember the John Stossel, Stossel story about the uh, Indian the Indians, tribe that, yeah. uh, that John essentially Stossel goes to Washington, told the uh, the government to go take a hike. Maybe that one would convince her, uh, you know, just show her that particular one, how, you know, being on the dole just creates a mindset that is. Uh, you know, destructive. Well, mm-hmm. you've already told her that you're willing to pay for everything. Is my understanding exactly. correctly? Yeah, and I've already have the, the health insurance cards, you know, but, you know, she's basically saying she wants me to give those cards to her. And right now she's not calling me for doctor's appointments and those kind of things. It's a way for her to control the situation. Does she believe Plus, that you're going to try to control her if you start taking, you know, if, if you start paying for these things? Probably. Okay, I mean, so that's, that's probably a what she thinks. Yeah. yeah and the... the and also because with Medicare, they pay for all the co-pays. So, you know, if she needs a prescription, mm. she needs to go to the ER, you know, with so mine. She's, right, so she's know. seeing it as, well, she'd have to pay a little bit. And, of course, then she might have more control, but so, and, and she might have better service, but then she's got to pay. And, and you're dealing with an mm-hmm. addict, right? I mean, it's, it's got to be hard oh, to yeah, break she somebody. She hasn't had a job in eight years. She's been oh, on geez. welfare. Now she has my child support with oh, food God. stamps. And, I mean, she, needs, she doesn't need a job, you know. She's got me to. It's, hor- it's horrible. And uh, wh- how old is the uh, the child? She's four months. Four- oh, geez, four months. Yeah, so I, I mean, I actually just moved down here. I'd be up there with you guys if it wasn't for having a child down here. But mm. 
uh, you know, you got to take care of these things. And she doesn't understand responsibility. Like I tell her, she's my responsibility. She's not the entire state's responsibility. And she just, she doesn't get that. She thinks a community should raise a child. She doesn't think it's just us that should be raising the child. Well, it's fine if the community wants to voluntarily uh, raise, you know, uh, throw money into a pot and, and and help somebody out. I think that's that's there's nothing wrong with that idea. But it's mm-hmm. it's it's frustrating, man. I mean, you can try some of the that's things that have been suggested, but some people are just lost causes, you know. And I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't give up. Maybe she's not a lost cause. But from what you're saying to me, I'm hearing, wow, this is. This is really frustrating, and, and how do you deal with something like this? Maybe there's somebody out there who has had to deal with this, and you've actually had a successful conversion. Has anyone out there, and obviously we're short on time for the, the radio show here, but... Yeah, but you can uh, call in Yeah, tomorrow. answer tomorrow or the next day or whatever, but has anyone out there ever actually managed to help someone who's so ho- seemingly hopelessly addicted to the, the welfare state? That Have you ever seen someone come off of that? What did it take? What was it that you could say or do or show them or help them experience that uh, that would would bring them to it? I mean, because obviously having a bad experience within the welfare state might help. You know, if they got some real crap can care from some government doctor, like a lot of the people in the VA, they are uh. they know the VA is bad bad news. That it's socialized medicine. That they that they're some of the doctors are tr- allegedly trying to kill their patients, and a lot of the people yeah. that have experienced this know how bad it can be. But maybe she just hasn't had that happen yet. Maybe that would be your opening when something the really. Thing is, dis- she's not even just using it for emergency care. She's using it for in a, in a week actually to go get her ears pierced at the doctor's office. Which what? is ridiculous to me. I can't even imagine ears pierced at a doctor's that, office. That is that's that yeah. Is they they do it at the that's what I said too. But yeah, apparently it's safer when they do it when they're younger because they don't remember. The doctor can do it for you with a needle. You don't have to use a gun. Wow. And she's no, she's went off on me about that. Hey she's Matt, we're out of time, man. Thanks for the call. Good luck. Let us know if you have any success, will you? And hopefully somebody will call in with a success story if one exists in our <laughs> audience. Thanks for the call tonight. If you are on the internet, stick around. We're going to continue. Radio listeners will be back tomorrow night. More free talk live online coming up in moments. All right, this is Free Talk Live, extended edition, internet only. Well, not really, because we still have some pirate or micro stations. Need to replace that word. Micro micro stations. Community, I don't know if it's really an accurate term, because if you're just airing the LRN feed, LRN.FM, if you're just airing that, you're not really a community station, because there's not any community elements, right? There's nobody that's producing a local show. What qualifies as a micro station, though? What if you're broadcasting at 1,000 watts? This is a good point. This is a good point. I don't know, Mark. Community. Community station? It originates from the community in the sense that it's broadcast there. It's messages for the community. It's community station. Right. And uh, and so, I don't know, maybe we should change the liner a little bit because we do have to tone it down a little bit now uh, on uh, on the Internet Edition. So there there is a certain level of censorship, meaning that we're, you know. Self-censorship. Self-censorship. Self-selected choice of of words. It's not to say that uh, curses can't happen. They can. Just we shan't be peppering. Uh, the airwaves <laughs> with them now. So welcome to the show here. Uh, we're, we're here. Wayne, thanks for sticking around for the extended show. No problemo. Uh, 603-435-1105 is the number. And uh, 603-435-1105. So there's a couple things I wanted to touch on. Mark, let's hold the 200 fireworks story till tomorrow. Okay. we didn't get to that tonight. It's not that important to, to do extended here. But you had an email that uh, was written by somebody you wanted to share about uh, the activism controversy. Up here in New Hampshire. Yep. So I thought we should get to that. And then we'll talk about, I don't know, Dr. Laura. 
I tell you what, I'll hold on to Dr. Laura for t- tomorrow night because that's a big story. Like Dr. Laura leaving the airwaves, I think that's a big story, and some of our talk radio listeners might hear, uh, might appreciate hearing about that. Yeah, the um, this the the, the email here is from uh, what's the what's the frequency Kenneth, who is a mm-hmm. you know a guy who frequents our our BBS and uh, he's been there a long time. I you know I I remember his name from way back, so he's a long 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 time listener. And he sent me this email, and I said that I'm going to read this on on the air, and he, uh, uh, you know, he agreed to that. Not that I actually I consider any anything sent to my email box to be mine, so therefore I can read it. But you know, anyway. So he says, I generally consider that to be the case. Yeah. Mark, I'm writing uh, this it, right. I'll use my discretion if if it's some very personal story. I'm going to ask the person, but um, you know, if it's not, it's not. Mark, I'm writing this to you because you care. Whereas Ian would have some sort of smarmy, carefree quip and immediately discount the message as he has in response to yeah, many others in the past. WTFK is a drama queen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know that you understand. This isn't my, the first time he's quit the AMP program. By my way. viewpoint overall, but I believe it necessary to specify it to you. Well, you, you know, um, whatever reason he quits the AMP program, it's his money he gets to do Sure, that. of course. So what I think. But it's this, not the first time he's, I'm leaving because of X, Y, and Z. Well, I think he's that come it, back. it needs to be pointed <laughs> out. Well, thanks. And thanks to yeah. him for doing it. Um, the, I think what needs to be pointed out is Free Talk Live isn't crazy ass Ian Freeman. All right. <laughs> it's not his, uh, you know, butt F nut bullcrap that goes on. Free Talk Live is a cooperative effort between me and you. We come up with the content. We run the business. It is ours. So if somebody's upset with Ian, and I can understand, I work with the guy. I'm upset with him on a regular basis. Like, <laughs> That's your problem. Whatever, whatever it is, all right, all right, I'm down. responsible for my feelings. I'm going to punch you in the nose and see if you're responsible for your feelings about it. But that's, that's the whole charm of it. You guys, is your your chemistry? Oh, is he's really, real charming. But right. no, I mean it is. It's, it's appealing because your chemistry is such that people enjoy listening to you. Because that's what you they don't all agree say. on everything. It, indeed, that's what they all say, and it, it must be a true statement, just because most people say it. I guess. Plus, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but but this is this happens all too often. What? Is what is this? This being that somebody decides to can't cancel their AMP membership because of something that Ian does or says. And it's uh, it's not fair to the Liberty Movement, which Free Talk Live is the single best uh, purveyor of the ideas of liberty out there, Sad in my opi- opinion. I wish we weren't. You know, Ron I wish Paul could... kicked our butts certainly during that time frame. But, you know, is media. he bringing people in the, is... in the media world with the we're probably number one. Well, John Stossel's probably well. Okay, radio, John's, talk radio. Yeah, whatever. Um, you know, we're we're a great medium for that, and you can't do anything for John Stossel by giving him three dollars a month. You can't That's do anything, not much for Ron Paul by giving him three dollars a month. All these guys have huge staffs that are paid huge money. Free Talk Live has two guys that are paid off of it, and some really great volunteer third. Yeah, uh, hosts. awesome, awesome, awesome people that choose to volunteer their have time. You noticed in some of the more mainstream shows, even Freedom Watch, Judge. Politano's show that that they're doing a lot of the things that you do here on the air on Free Talk Live. Like what? Well, talking Multiple about hosts, the po- you mean? No, talking about the, yes that, and also talking about the police state in certain situations mm-hmm. and examples of, of the encroaching police state. And and but I see similarities. I see that there the other shows are, are modeling what you're doing here. So um, the you know the, the the holding hostage of me 
because the AMP program uh, helps benefit me and my family because – Well, if we get more stations, you can sell more ads and make more money. And, and Right, and you make more money, and Free Talk Live gets on more stations, and all the – the AMP program doesn't do anything for uh, – it, it doesn't do anything more for you than it does for me, Right. Yeah, I've, I reinvest my own money in uh, Free Talk Live anyway. Yeah, you do. So, you, mean, we, you absolutely if do. If AMP doesn't cover it, I pour money in and et cetera and so on. That, that, that much is true. But, you know, the the it's it seems to be the only hammer that so many people have. But I mean, You've been around, Mark. Have you have you seen my quality of life increase dramatically as far as, like, buying new cars? You don't and, really you – know, you don't care that much about money. Like that. Um, right. You're not you're not driven that way. Some people would accuse you that you're doing this for publicity or whatever. And I know from the bottom of your heart that – you uh, you believe in I what don't you like do. Publicity. I, I don't like it. I, I don't like being uh, the the. You know, I've got, I'm kind of naturally an introvert, right? I mean, I've I've kind of worked at becoming. I've I've worked at becoming extroverted, and uh, I don't like being the front man. I don't like being the uh, called the leader of this movement here in Keene, which is nonsense. There are no I, d- I disagree. I think that it's uh, there's certain accuracy to it. Uh, no, no. The that guy require... who's talking in front of the crowd is the leader, and that's just sort of the way humans leaders, look at things. Uh, t- well, I, I understand how people look at it, but there are no leaders because if you take me out, then you'll find out all of a sudden that there are a bunch of people doing things that they want to. If you took out Barack Obama, there would be out, somebody else uh, no, no, no. to take his place. That no. doesn't mean he's not the leader. They did take me out. I'm, I'm on basically on house arrest for, for 12 hours a day, and the brilliant activists have come up with wonderful things that they've been doing. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the Last night at the, the nightcap, uh, Heike, one of the uh, activists that has uh, risen up throughout uh, from being a, a local a local person here, living her whole life in Keene, she's become outstanding. I mean, I think there are activists that are more visible and there are activists that are that sort of take lead roles in certain things. But there's no one who's overall leading people and saying, do this and do that. And here's what I think you should do and, and so on and so forth. There's nobody that's in charge. Nobody reports to anybody else. And uh, but but Heike put together this uh, excellent little uh, bit of activism last night, which kind of creeps me out. Uh, th- she took a picture of me and made this mask. And the, the, the question was, well, do you, it's six o'clock. Do you know where Ian Freeman is? And so she made up masks for everybody that was down at the nightcap last night. And uh, we saw and, them. Yeah, they're really creepy looking because she cut out my eyes and she cut out the, the mouth and the, <laughs> the mask. And <laughs> it's just bizarre and those well, pictures you are to, on. if you're gonna wear the mask you have to be able to see right. so it's cut, cutting out the eyes is a uh, uh, an issue of practicality My point is this is something that came up i had nothing to do with it nothing whatsoever to do with it there's so much that goes on that i have nothing to do with there's an argument to be people had people point but, at me because i'm on a radio show and it's right. what i'm saying i don't like that there's I a certain level of accuracy to yeah. it because of that and i don't i don't like that uh, being out there you know that's why i don't have the email my email address on uh, the on the the, the website i don't know, know that well, but you, I don't want to. Be, you got in. You'll get inundated. You're the you're the number one host on the show. Yeah, and you're, I don't, you'll I don't get want inundated. it. You, you <laughs> can't handle all the email that comes to FTL at freetalklive.com. You handled that handed that off to Mobile Digit, right? Yeah. So, digital four. Uh, digital four. Excuse me. Uh, so you know, there's. The, uh, it, it, I could it, probably handle it now because it's much less than it used to be, and I, I could probably take it now. Because uh, people aren't sending show prep there because right. of the website? Because of the website. Okay. Well, uh, you know, anyway, uh, uh, Digital 4 is uh, thanks to an him, asset to the show, yeah. and I don't see any reason to, uh, to, to to take that away from him, especially if he enjoys doing it. If he doesn't want to do it, then should maybe probably just 
I don't know. I, I hardly ever even go in that email box anymore. I should probably just have him stop because it's a waste of his time if we're not really using the FTL at one. You mean? Yeah, the FTL at Free Talk Live. So anyway, I'm just I'm, what I'm saying is I don't relish uh, I don't relish that role. No, and what I'm saying is uh, what what I was trying to get to there while we were talking about it is basically that. The AMP program is about Free Talk Live and not about Ian Freeman. And Ian Freeman is, uh, you know, he's he's a, he's a guy who does edgy stuff for liberty. Some of it you're going to agree with, some of it you're not. He's, gonna, he's a guy who takes positions that you're going to agree with and you're not going to agree with. I don't agree with most of the things he said. Should I pack up and go home? Should we shut down Free Talk Live? What's the frequency, Kenneth? Because uh, I'm not talking specifically to him, but I guess I'm, I'm directing this particular question. The 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 retracting of your amp dollars is tantamount to saying I would like free talk live to be shut down. I'm withdrawing my money. I think other therefore I would advocate essentially that other people withdraw their money and that advertisers withdraw their money. So the I mean, what about me? Should I withdraw my co-hostship and essentially doom this radio show to uh, (laughs) to uh, obscure obscure them because uh, I take away my my incredible talent and ability to uh, to temper. You're right, Mark. If you're you're coming at this this from the perspective of I'm going to take this away to punish you, then you're right. But there are a lot of people that quit AMP for different good reasons. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. You know, I'm not like talking about somebody who quits. Financial difficulties. Right. Quit, and, quit you know, I'd, rather, or I'd rather put my money on you know, a different show like Gardner Goldsmith that right. doesn't make as much as uh, you know, we do, etc. Fine, fine reasons. I'm not even scolding what's a frequency, Kenneth, because I understand what it's like to be frustrated. I have thought to myself, what can I do to make Ian stop being nuts? And the answer is <laughs> nothing. There's really nothing I can do to make him stop being nuts, um, honestly. So, uh, anyway, that's that's what my thought is on that. Let me let me read what he has to say because right. I think what he has to say is important. Though. Okay, good. Okay. Um, Let's see. I know that you understand my viewpoint overall, but believe it's necessary to specify it to you. In the past, I have pointed out on the Free Talk Live BBS that the show was taking a turn in what I believe to be the wrong direction. Essentially, <laughs> essentially the free keen show. I think there's a, a, an amount of truth to that. Like mm-hmm. there's yeah, there's a stuff happening here. Too much New Hampshire talk on Free Talk Live, and hey. I get it. You let us know, uh, WTFK, when uh, Colorado really starts being an epicenter for activism. We'll talk about what's going on there. We do. We do talk about that. Uh, you know, we talk about liberty act outside the liberty outside the system, liberty activism, wherever we can find it. I had a we had a, a scheduled guest on Saturday night. Didn't it fell through? Because it seems like every time I announce a guest, it falls through. She's supposedly going to reschedule, but I haven't heard from her yet. Okay. The uh, person running the uh, pi- the community radio station down in uh, Austin, Texas. So again, one of the kind of the, the epicenters, Austin is a pretty, a, you know, activisty kind of area. Phoenix, there are places, and we like to talk about those things when they happen. We've we anyway. Go ahead, Mark. Well, I think that it's um, to the average to the sort of average radio listener that just kind mm-hmm. of tunes in, um, you know, maybe on the way home from work on a uh, reasonably regular basis because mm-hmm. this is their station or whatever. It can kind of sound like, man, these guys talk about New Hampshire a lot. Is this some kind of local show? Why, why is this on yeah. my radio sta- station in uh, you know Jackson, Mississippi? I've got or eighty-two radio stations, and never once has any one of the program directors. Now, to be fair, they don't listen to the show every night, so they don't you know know how often we talk about things like that. But never once in the history of doing the show. As any one of those radio program directors said, you know, you guys talk about New Hampshire too much. Yeah, you know, and I think that's a very motivating point, and it's one of the reasons that I don't really bring it up any longer, but I have the same 
fear. I have the same worry. You were also afraid when I was becoming an anarchist That's, uh, a few years ago. Indeed, as well. I was, but that doesn't really prove any point. You know, I'm well, afraid. Just pr- it just proves you're a worry word. Uh, I, I don't think it proves that. I think it proves that I am concerned about the content of the show. But you know, if 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 the content is is about what you're doing here in New Hampshire for liberty activism. As an example for others in where they are to do what they're doing, because I think a lot of people actually get interested in following the drama of some of these Absolutely. things. Absolutely. It's a reality show. Yeah, in a way, it's a reality show, and people do come here based on what you're doing here in many cases. I'm sure many people say that. I mean, now, look, I don't listen to a lot of other talk radio, uh, but doesn't Rush Limbaugh talk about moving out of New York City? And he talked he about New York Yeah, but, you know, I, you know he didn't like spend that, that much time. Yeah. I would well, say he's not doing anything. The worst he's not doing anything. All he does is sit behind a microphone yes, and, <laughs> uh, and, you know, dick around uh, for three hours a day. So what's he got to talk about? Nothing. He doesn't have a group right. of activists. He's not an activist. Right. He doesn't not have most of them way. aren't. Oh, ninety nine point nine percent of talk radio hosts are not activists. Oh, they'll go out and they'll have their tea party. Yeah. And of course, they talk they're, a lot about that when they go, tea party. Right. Well, when Sean Hannity's going around the country on his Hannity Loves America tour, then it's all about what city we're going to next yep. and what politicians we're going to have speaking at that city. And of course, ninety nine percent of his audience isn't in that city or ninety. Eight percent aren't in that city, and they're not going to make it up to that city to talk, you know, to, to go to that event. But that's what what he's talking about, and that's what they do. And Glenn Beck's going to do his little tour thing or whatever it is. They do. They're, yep. they're all interested in themselves. I'm interested in the liberty movement and what's happening for freedom. And whether you like it or not, WTFK, it's happening here in New Hampshire. Prove me wrong. Prove me other. Prove otherwise that anything significant in comparison by volume is happening anywhere else. Well, I, you know, I, I think that uh, I, I've, I've heard your arguments on these points, and I find them convincing. That doesn't mean that people that uh, haven't found them convincing, uh, to some extent, don't have something to say about it. And I do think that there are have something to a say, certain but I don't amount care. of people that listen to this show that say, you know, there, there, there's just too much keen talk here. I'm just not going to listen. Go listen to Stefan Molyneux. Indeed. I think that the most motivating point here is that, first off, it hasn't taken a turn in the sense that you, you, what's the frequency? Kenneth has been listening a long time, mm-hmm. so you're talking about a, uh, uh, you, you know, this has been happening. We've been talking about Keen well, we stuff, moved to New, New Hampshire. Hampshire stuff for a very long time, for four years now. We've been here, and that's been happening the whole time. I don't even, I've put it out of my mind because. The fact is, we're adding stations, not losing them. We're adding them at a at a greater rate. Mm-hmm. I, I was just looking uh, for a client, well, not a client, but a, a business partner. Um, you know, sort of asked what our growth rate was. I checked, and uh, one year ago, in in August, we were at fifty stations. Now we're at eighty two. So you're talking about we've added thirty two stations. More actually, than fifty percent that, growth. That's an in, that's an, incre- uh, an inaccurate statement because in fact we've actually lost stations in that amount of time because things so happen. We actually added like 40 35. stations. Eh, I'd say probably like 35, but no, you don't, you, we've, we've lost we've more than We've grown 50% in a year's time. Right. That's a safe thing to say. Four, far more, more than, than, more than, than 50%. Far, almost, almost 100%. You could say 80% pretty easily. Um, or... Yeah, you always overblow 75, things. 70%. The salesman. I am, I'm a bit of a, an exaggerator by nature. Look, I'm just looking back here the last week, just looking at uh, topics that we've been discussing on the air. I see very, very few uh, New Hampshire slash Keene related uh, topics listed in the show descriptions. Not to say the show descriptions are, are entirely... Uh, 
you know, cataloging everything we right. discuss. I, and I'd also point out that I listen to Neil, the Neil Bort show on a pretty regular basis. Did and he talk about Atlanta there? He talks about Atlanta all the time. Um, and, and if he's not talking about Atlanta, he's talking about Texas. And if he's not talking about Texas, he's talking about Naples, Florida. Yeah. Now, Where admittedly, he has another house. He's, he's been labeled as a regional show. He doesn't understand why. Um, but Free Talk Live isn't even coming, isn't even doing that well in New England. We're not even on that many stations in New England. Oh, really? If you compare us to More where we the are, South, I would say, yeah, the South and and uh, Michigan. Yeah, Michigan, <laughs> we, loves, Michigan so loves us. You couldn't really classify us as a regional unless you classify yeah. us as so, classified us as sort of an Eastern time zone show. And I think that's going to be our biggest problem is uh, basically – A lot t- of people live in the Eastern time zone, though. A lot Indeed. of markets – I would love to be classified as a show that is just regional Eastern time zone. I think that that's probably going to be true. But it's not going to be true because of content mm. as much as it's going to be true because of scheduling issues. Um, Free Talk Live is on from 7 to 10. 7 p.m. is considered off-prime in radio. And there, you know, the 6 to 7 hour is kind of this gray area. And anything before that is drive time. Just got a, 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 a quote today from a West Coast program director. I won't say which station. FTL is a breath of fresh air that makes you think hard about other options to solving and discussing issues of today. You may not always agree, but it's riveting radio. They tackle topics many will not even touch. And so that's anecdotal. And, I'm, and it's, it's awesome. I love the those, uh, those kind of quotes. That's a station that takes, uh, I could say who it is, KFLD uh, in uh, Pasco, Washington. It's a okay. station that takes our Friday and Saturday shows and uh, airs them in full overnights on Saturday nights. And I think it takes a Thursday show on Sundays as well. They take a bunch of hours of Free Talk Live, basically like 12 hours of Free Talk Live. Kind of a spill, it into the weekend. But Free Talk Live manages to, you know, that, that's one of the ways that we've managed to get on yeah. stations. We're, gonna, we're not going to get there like Rush Limbaugh got there. But yeah. WABC in New York is going to pick us up and then just uh, shove mm. us down the throat soon. of all these other stations uh, because for one they don't own us rush limbaugh is owned by the, the syndication yeah. company free talk live is independent there we're going to be carried because a station wants to carry us not because they have to carry you know us. i hope wtfk here can the emailer can take his uh, three bucks or ten bucks or whatever i don't recall what his level was but i hope he takes his amp money and he pours it into a show that's going to do exactly what he wants them to well, I second that. There, there are a lot of great shows out there, and uh, you know, I, I, they're they're great ones out there. Maybe mm-hmm. they need the seed money. Um, I have uh, personally listened to the Stefan Molyneux show, awesome. Uh, the, the Complete Liberty show, awesome. Uh, what are they? You know, I, are what is their success level to Free Talk Live? I don't know. I can't compare what uh, you know. This three dollars is valuable to them versus what it's valuable to I us. I think Stefan's probably bigger online than we are. I, you th- I think so. Man, we've been getting twelve thousand downloads a day yeah but we've only been getting three thousand downloads per show uh, i think it's been it's, if you look at if you in immediately but if you aggregate aggregate it out over time you're looking at more like five thousand to four, 45 mm, to yeah. five thousand yeah, again, per you're, show. Pushing, you're pushing it no i'm not uh, some of them peak at four thousand five thousand we've got some some that go up that high but some of them peak at twenty four hundred uh, you're looking at shows, recent shows. No, um, people so. are going back and listening to. We're, we're always going to get people that go back and say, "Oh, I want to read these, ba- listen to these back shows." And that's all that true. Stuff. We did double our downloads since we opened up the archives back to 2006. Awesome! Thanks people for the are, ampl- amplifiers for uh, right. you know give, basically giving us the money to do that. People are downloading more Free Talk Live shows in aggregate. This is true, but the numbers I don't I don't know what Stefan gets for all I, know. I don't have any idea. Stefan's huge. Uh, yeah, he does a great show. You think it works best. Uh, you know, whatever. Um, those those things are. Because I can tell you, I'm the not going to stop talking have, about New Hampshire activism. The only period. problem I have is people saying uh, that 
you know, that Ian Freeman is crazy. I'm going to pull my amp dollars. Is okay. he saying that? Uh, I thought he's saying he doesn't like that we talk about New Hampshire. Let me go on. All right, let's do it. Um, and, I, you know, the talking about New Hampshire, I can't get you to talk about other things. If I were to try to derail the conversation when you're going off on, uh, you know, you've got uh, you've got somebody on the phone and you want to spend an hour talking about what it is that, the you know, happened in the central square or whatever. I can't derail that. There's nothing I can do to make you stop that. I've tried. It doesn't work. All you do is, um, you know, you let me, me know the next time uh, multiple liberty activists are arrested for standing in front of cop cars in any other place. All right. Um, I'll continue. And they don't get beaten. <laughs> this is true. In the past, I pointed out on Free Talk Live PBS that the show has taken a turn for what I believe to be the wrong direction. Essentially, the Free Keen show. As a signatory of the Free State Project, I enjoy... Uh, I enjoy and promote hearing and liberty activism all around the world and have been a vocal supporter of both in the system and outside the system efforts, especially in New Hampshire. The free keen message uh, was moderate for a while, and I have gone so far as to scold individual inside the system activism for referring to the free keeners with unhelpful epithets, as I believe it was counterproductive to persuasion. I still think that's true. Epithets aren't persuasive. Um, at the same time, I've done what I can to encourage the free keeners to tone down their activism to what could be considered constructive. That is, pick a principle and follow it, such as living your life as a stateless person and uh, obtaining notoriety when the state decides to make, an, take, make it an issue. There are many similar ways to positively insist on living free without sending messages which not only dissuade people who are hostile to liberty – but also dissuade people who are neutral or even liberty lovers. Ways to do what um, do do that and not include the following: getting in front of police cars, which are taking um, arresting activists to jail. Okay, so he doesn't like the activism. Great, right? right. Um, uh, de- de- deliberately antagonizing bureaucrats so, by making them believe you're going to disrupt public meetings while crafting the appearance of breaking their rules of conduct mm-hmm. at the. It's going to happen meeting. again tomorrow. Uh, graffitiing the local Sorry, park with clo- uh, slogans which you and Chalk. I appreciate, but others uh, will now Chalk. associate with filth. You know, this I think the graffitiing one is going out uh, on a limb all over keen people right on the sidewalks in chalk. I've seen it in all kinds of places. Yeah, but someone wrote on a monument, a monument to the Civil War soldiers, the northern aggression, you know, (laughs) killers. Someone put a peace sign on a monument dedicated to killers. Yeah, oh, I, I cannot get me. excited about that particular one. I can see his point on others. I can, I can see, you know what, this, uh, the outside the system activism is going to turn different people off. Different types of, of it is, is going to turn different people off. I wish that I could control the outside the system activists because what I would do is I'd use my little remote control um, on libertarians. Like, that makes a lot of sense. And I would send them into the courthouse with cameras day after day after day after day mm. after day. Yeah, that one needs to be fought again. To the point that the, the court... The court bureaucrats just can't handle it any longer. That one's going to come. So I think that it, it's always about filming them. Uh, I think that that would be the. I would stake that out and make that happen. There's, you know, the. But the, you're not willing to take the lead, so. You know. I, I, I'm not going to. I, I've got things to do. I've got my own activism, and my activism is media oriented. My activism is trying to complete the Free State Project. I'm, yeah. I'm you know, got to hit another roadblock, but hopefully we'll get that uh, taken yeah, care and, of shortly. And, you know, we've got critics all the time posting on the blog. There's always somebody the, who feels they can do it better. Indeed, there's always a critic saying this and that and whatever. Okay, come on up and show us how to do it right then. Right, and and I agree that many of the people in Keene dislike. Free staters and free keeners, and all based on of the course. of of the based on the activities of the, uh, the the locals. I would also point out that they're uh, the, not the locals, but the uh, the People free keeners. Like the... They're having some a certain amount of success. Yeah. Lou Rockwell endorsed us. 
Well, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know that that means anything. What? What the? Uh, what's the frequency? Kenneth does not. So you know, I mean, it's just a person who has an opinion. I, the, what's going on in Keene? I think has little effect on free staters elsewhere in the state. So mm. you know, you can go and do the activism someplace else. Your activism someplace yeah. else, and you'll have your. This effect. isn't the place for you then. And so, as far as I'm concerned, Keene is such a nutty socialist place that it deserves the nutty activists that it has. Yeah. Um, it is not the kind of, excuse me, it's not the kind of place where you're going to do Republican-esque uh, sort of liberty activism by, in the, inside the political uh, system, and you're going to have success. Indeed. Uh, I think it is. I think you're right about that. It was the right place to move. And that's one of the reasons why I made the move here is because, well, obviously I was influenced by people like Russell Canning and uh, and Lauren Canarios, two of the, the, I think, the trailblazers for civil disobedience up here. They chose to move here for whatever reasons. And it made sense to me because it is the most authoritarian, one of the most authoritarian places in New Hampshire. It's Chock full of people who've come up from places like New York and and uh, Massachusetts and in Vermont. I mean, it's the closest metro, if you want to use that term for Keene. It's the closest city to all of those places. New York, Vermont, Massachusetts, Keene is the closest. This yeah. is the the border, right? This is where uh, this is where liberty needs to uh, be advanced in a in a different fashion. And and that's what's happening. And despite all the uh, the belly aching and uh, and bemoaning that goes on, it's going to keep happening. Right. And I think that that's the that's the point is there's a certain level of success. I don't know what that success is going to look like. Maybe it'll be a certain amount of success. Then the crackdown will happen. Honestly, I don't care. I, my opinion is I don't care what happens to the, the liberty activists here. I wish my friends good luck. I hope that bad things don't happen to them. But I have divorced myself from, uh, you know, what I, uh, to some extent, from what I think is, you know, might happen. All these uh, scenarios in my mind of what could happen and what couldn't because I can't control them. Yeah, I think that more PR is certainly necessary. I think there are some things that can be improved, obviously. And Johnson actually has recently come up with something that I think is particularly useful. He's come up with this uh, four by six postcard that is is based off of some other libertarian thing that someone else came up with, but he changed it to little, be a little more specific to the voluntarists uh, that are here in Keene. And it's a really brilliant little postcard that basically says on one side uh, that you know the, you've may have heard rumors about the people that support free Keene. Now get the truth, and you flip it over. And on the other side, it shows what the left believes, what the right believes, and then what free keen type folks tend to believe. And it's a real great way to communicate ideas to people rather than them just hearing about tits in the uh, the town square mm-hmm. or uh, or pot smoking and things like that. Because that's all been happening. And the, the point of that has been to A, live free, to B, uh, garner some controversy and some news, to bring other people here who would also like to live free. And I think there's some communications that need to to happen. Uh, some brave souls have started up a radio station to help do that. And I think uh, that, uh, by the way, is a huge amount of activism. Yes, some people are going to be upset about it. But this is a way to get – if all the outside-the-system activists put up a radio station in their house instead of wearing V-masks with their shirts off in, in Central Square while smoking a joint, I think that you'd have a lot more success. But once again, these are my opinions. They're not the opinions of the people who are doing this stuff. Let's continue with his uh, so, thoughts here. So anyway, um, I think that – How uh, much more is there? Uh, well, you know, about half, less, right, than, less than half. It seems that – why? You got some place to go? I got things to do. I'm getting hungry. You're until you're here till six a.m., pal. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> All right. It seems that the free keeners, especially Ian, I just I threw that in emphasis. Added, oh, okay. Gotcha. Have lost their way. 
They apparently now believe that it is necessary not just to let the state come to them, which they eventually will for living free, but must antagonize them and neutral parties by deliberately stirring up controversy. I have no problem with libertine Maybe ideas. Maybe they should stop antagonizing us. But their application of them, um, but their application of them, this applied libertine rather than libertarian mm-hmm. approach uh-huh. seems to be a form of selling function uh, for Free Talk Live these days in the eyes of Ian. I believe the daily bombardments of publicity stunts that which cannot conceivably be popular with a neutral audience, let alone with other libertarians, are hurting the show's overall message. I have even stopped promoting the show by word of mouth as I'm concerned about what others may think about libertarian ideas and their mm-hmm. purveyors. So, therefore, it is uh, with a heavy heart that I am, after much deliberate, deliberation, pulling my amp funds. Again, I oh, know you understand my not viewpoint. Not the first time. And I hope uh, positive side effects, uh, that a positive side effect will be that you can affirm to Ian that people have backed out of the amp program sure specifically have. because they believe his message is becoming consistently counterproductive, whereas it was once productive to liberty. Ian mm. often admits the AMP program is struggling lately, I, I, but believe uh, but believes it to be retarded by the recession. Really, three dollars a month? Mine was three. Uh, he suggests that considering that that some aspects of the show are in fact becoming less popular, as Ian himself is admittedly is admitted to receiving cavalierly disregarding the message. I therefore have decided that there is nothing else to do for myself, for liberty in general, and for the direction of the program. Um, yeah, and you know, people have throughout the years pulled their amps due to the direction of the program. Mm, sure, um, you know, just in general, we're not saying the thing that they like to hear in this in this area or that area, or have said something in that this or that area that they don't like. And you know, yeah, I, if there were some sort of avalanche of people pulling out, then it would be an indicator that something was actually happening. Um, part of what part but of the reason was happened. there was a huge amper that pulled out a five hundred dollar a month amper, right? This is true. Yeah, that was a big a big drop. And uh, you know, I I'm I'm kind of glad he did because he he, he bought moved, some ads. Yeah, he, he moved to. Uh, uh, advertising and I don't we don't touch the amp money. But the amp money doesn't pay your mortgage, but the advertising does. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and so, you know, that's that's understandable. Yeah, I do think the people absolutely look all around. My wife and I have looked all around in our budgets to see where we can cut big and small mm-hmm. and um we we've cut that. We've 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 donated less to not-for-profits. Uh what's the frequency, Kenneth? Usually uh just and, to, just and, to add- I, uh, well, hold on before okay. you go on. Look at what uh, look at not for profits across the board, and I would suspect that AMP is probably doing better than they are in this recession. Uh, what I was going to say is usually when people leave AMP, and I ask, it's normally if somebody cancels, uh, I usually send uh, some sort of notice to them and uh, and, and say, hey, what's what's up, uh, or, or did you know that this canceled? Because a lot of times PayPal will just cancel people's accounts uh, because their credit card will expire, things like that. Sometimes I don't hear back from people, and obviously we can speculate about that, right? Well, they're not writing you back because they hate you. Okay, that's a possibility. Or they change their email address, or who knows what, right? In the hospital, all kinds of things could be possible when someone doesn't respond, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can make that uh, you know, statement. Usually when someone wants to send a message about them not liking what we do, they send it, like he is, like WTFK is doing. And the last time he canceled his amp, it was over something like this. Again, he had disagreed with something that uh, that Free Talk Live did. And then later he changed his mind about liking Free Talk Live again, and he came back again. I think the only other person who's canceled and, and rejoined amp more times in uh, WTFK is his nemesis, Boner Joe, uh, another one of the, uh, the, the Free Talk Live BBSers. 
And, uh, you know, I appreciate everybody that comes on to the AMP program for as long as they come on. If you come on for two months and then you have to go for some reason, cool, man. I'm glad yeah. you were here. You, you get the, uh, the AMP, uh, act, you get the, uh, the AMP email list permanently. So you kind of still ca- stay in the loop as to what's going on with AMP, which actually means you can still kind of get some of the perks, even though you aren't really an amplifier. Uh, because, you know, why not? Why not, uh, you know, open it up like that? And, so what I'm saying is that when somebody cancels for some sort of ideological slash I don't like the show now slash you know you're a jackass uh, reason, they usually express it. They usually will say this is exactly why I'm canceling my amp. A lot of the time it's just hey man I'm having a tough time here. I'm planning to move to New Hampshire. I need to save every dollar and I'm sorry. Still love your show. Thank you, but I got to go for That's now. mostly what we get. Or my credit and card expired. Whenever and- anybody says that, all I write back, um, if, if, if for whatever reason they CC me on it, they feel that I, they need to do that, I just write, thank you for the funds that you've given. Yeah. You know, I, I, don't, <laughs> right. I don't have any animosity there. I guess, you know, what bothers me is um, that I'm being, I, I hold up half of this show, mofos. Listen to me, everybody. I am the engine that drives this train. I make the money that makes free talk live possible and then you go and you decide because my nutball partner whom i have to do a show with otherwise it wouldn't be interesting if i got somebody who i agree with there wouldn't be any progress in the ideas of liberty we wouldn't challenge each other there wouldn't be any steel on steel sharpening there wouldn't be what they call the chemistry the chemistry is that ian and i don't get along I'm okay i think i'm wondering I feel like someone might have canceled an amp at once uh, one point in the past because they don't like Mark. I'm just trying oh, to, they have. Maybe they they have. have. I'm sure they have. But yeah, but you're 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 like Lucy and you're like Ricky, you know. And the show wouldn't have been the same without either of them. So I just want to. Put and that we in. don't sleep in the same bed, just like Lucy and Ricky. Yes, exactly. Just <laughs> like have. Lucy and Ricky. This uh, is true. We have. Uh, so and so have they. And I've seen you naked. <laughs> Oh boy! When did you see me naked? Well, not really. It was kind of dark. What are you talking about? It was in a hotel room once. Oh, it was when Julia and I and you and Laura were uh, all sharing the same hotel room. Okay. Yeah, I remember that happening. Yeah. Um, and you I, saw him naked. I saw oh, no. Ian standing. Anything you want to share? I, I saw uh, Ian standing uh, naked at the top of steps with a towel tied around oh his neck, like no, a no, uh, no, superhero. No, no. Let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about that. Right now. <laughs> now is not the time. It's some good stuff. Oh, I bet it was. So anyway, I, I you know I've gotten I agree with what he has his assessments on things here. I think that he might be being somewhat hyperbolic simply because he doesn't know he's, he's a not, trauma queen. He doesn't have uh, well, he doesn't have his feet on the ground. He doesn't know what it's like, or he has hasn't been is is one of the two either i'm right and it's not that big of a deal or i'm uh my senses have been deadened by being surrounded by these people you don't like the show anymore that's okay you moved on you found out what you why you didn't like the show he's gonna continue to listen to the show i'm sure a direction that you don't like and now you've pulled your funds congratulations you are totally i'm glad that you did that i don't think you should support things you don't agree with Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the, the, I'd like to point out why I don't take to task um, Ian and the rest of the outside the system activists every time that any one of their uh, you know sorts of activisms brought up. First off, individually, each bit of this activism doesn't bother me. Okay, so right, drawing a peace sign on the uh, the, the the bronze soldier in Central Square. In chalk, it doesn't. In chalk, it doesn't bother me. Um, The idea of doing, uh, you know, being topless in a public park. Well, they do that in other places in the world. What's the big deal? It's Uh, a lot of it's entertaining. 
if you think about it. But some could be construed as a, pol- a publicity stunt. Sure. Which, which could go your favor or it against you. It is a publicity stunt. Ty- yeah. No, no, no. Heike would not have gotten any publicity if the cops hadn't come over and arrested her for being topless in the park. But she it, would have had her nipples painted, enjoyed sure. a beer, and gone on home. But the general way that you guys act is publicity-oriented because you've said for your, yeah, said yourselves you're trying to attract there was no more people there. here. No, the, I understand that's that true. not specifically. I'm talking about generally. The, okay. the, every All the activism is stunt-oriented. And it's fine if it works. And it seems to be working. I don't know. Could it work better or not? Well, that's a competition-based thing. Maybe. And I think that, that you know, maybe you'll see the political activists have more success elsewhere in the it's state. It's an election year. It, we, we don't know. Of course it could work better, right? But at least we're doing something. I, mean, I don't know what that the that, hell's going on. I don't, else I don't out think there. that's a. I don't think that's an argument that I think um, there's should, something. You have to, to do something for liberty. I think that better um, than nothing. You got to do. It's better your, to throw a bunch of crap up against a wall and see what sticks than to do nothing. I agree. I, I'll have to agree with that. But I think that people can do things that are counterproductive to liberty. Sure. And we'll see if that happens. What What I don't see happening in the Free State Project is the Keniacs ruining it. I don't think they can. I think the Free State Project has at this point been so successful um and just what it's getting done i mean we've got at this point between four and six depending on what number you want to believe uh people who are in the state house where is that happening where else is that happening we have selectmen all over the state we have people running for the state senate um we've got people running for every level of government except governor and they're going to, some of them are going to get in and they're going to be a caucus, if not this year, in the next two year cycle for liberty. And that is going to be a huge accomplishment, yeah. accomplishment mm-hmm. unlike any of the other 49 states have seen in, in a century. Yeah. And, and here in Keene, for all of the anonymous attacks on the activists, uh, the activists here, because that's really where the attacks come from is people who are anonymous on some blog or, you know, the, the, the local newspaper's comment section. For all of those people, we've got real-life people that have come out and said, wow, I'm really glad you're doing this. Thank goodness you're here. They've come out. They've uh, come out to the, uh, you know, the, the nightcaps. They've introduced themselves. Uh, they've, they've started hanging around. They've started understanding the ideas of liberty because they're great ideas and they're catchy and they make sense. And we've got real success stories of activists that uh, Capuzo's in jail right now. He's one of the, the, the locals that has kind of come on board. Uh, he got busted down in Massachusetts. He's sitting in a, a Massachusetts jail, unfortunately, as he was a allegedly transporting some uh, some cannabis up this way but capuzo is a, is a, a real success story he's somebody who you know had a had a you know a tough life he he made some wrong choices early on in his life and now he's really embracing the ideas of liberty even though he's behind bars uh, and he's not the only one there are other folks out there that uh, that have come Heika, of course is another great local example the local newspaper is supposed to be doing a, a profile on her at some point here soon I hope they actually approached her and they said hey we'd like to do uh, this profile on you uh so that's that's pretty cool and we've got people in real life that have come out and have uh, expressed appreciation i've met people in person and you know i met a guy at the bank who's a local electrician who uh you know recognized me and he stopped to talk to me and we, we spoke outside for several minutes and he was talking about how he likes what's going on and you know he's not ready to come out and do anything yet but he really appreciates what's what's happening and i think a lot of people are in those positions and obviously these things are going to uh the things that are happening are going to offend some people clearly i mean any time you threaten the status quo people are going to be upset the people that uh, that live 
off of the status quo, the people that believe in the status quo, they're going to feel that cognitive dissonance. They're going to feel anger. They're going to feel like they are being threatened, that their way of life is threatened. And the one thing that can change all that is is information. And we're doing our best to get information out there. We're doing our best to communicate to people. Yeah, I think that the uh, I, I think you're right about information. I think the best way to get information out is to you know run uh, do what the, the the whatever activist is putting this local uh, radio station on the air has done, which is really get the information out there in a way that people can consume it. I don't think that the uh, the, 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 the city council drinking game gets any kind of information in anyone's hands except these people are trying to trick our already stupid bureaucrats into doing something stupid so they can sue us and take our money. Yeah, it's not all about outreach, though. It's about uh, the outreach is a different form of activism from doing uh, things like uh, protesting, which is kind of what the drinking game is. It's a protest of the open container ordinance, uh, and it was intended to uh, to help them you know, see how ludicrous all of this is, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, there's more details about the drinking game over at freekeen.com. There's different types of activism. It's all happening here. And if you don't like that we're talking about it on Free Talk Live, sorry. Give me something else to talk about. Give me some some juicy uh, activism that's happening somewhere else, and I'll sink my teeth into it. Didn't we just have Pete and Adam on the show tonight from LibertyOnTour.com talking about their, their Fiji activism that they did? They were out there with uh, Julian Heiklin, who is a 78-year-old man who we've covered multiple times. Julian Heiklin, a 78-year-old man, is doing more, better, significant activism than most of the people in this country. And we talk about him. Because he's worth discussing. Now, he's doing the same damn thing. He just goes around doing it at different places. And he keeps getting arrested for it because the guy's got huevos. He's got cojones. He has balls. He's going around and putting his freedom on the line for other people's freedom and getting the word out about fully informed jury activism. Good for him. We've talked about him. Now, give me another Julian Heiklin. There's not another Julian Heiklin. There should be. There should be a bunch of 78, 80-year-old people in every city around America doing fully informed jury association activism, and I wish there was. Well, I think that um, I, I think that probably uh, what's the frequency, Kenneth, feels like a similarly um, to to, uh, to me in this area that I think that the bread and butter. Um, of Free Talk Live is finding news stories, talking about the liberty angle to the news mm-hmm. stories, and kind of berating the po- the, the politicians. However, um, I well, would... we open the phones. We talk to anybody about anything. Yeah, we we do that, but well, I we mean... do a lot of that still. But uh, sure, I'll we tell do. You... Like I said, look at the topics on the show. Yeah. Go scroll through the topics on the shows over the last week, and you will find the super majority yeah. are not related to Keene. But, but you New know what? Hampshire. This this is all going to blow over anyway. You well, know, I I think that you're getting the a little activism. Too... Well, no, I mean, I mean, maybe his feeling about this right now. Oh, I agree. Uh, but, but there's people. Uh, I, what I wanted to bring up, uh, I think that I want to bring up two things. A, the people, um, you know, that there's another side to this, uh, the, the the outside the system activism. It gets people riled up. Even people in the liberty community disagree, and those things need to be talked about on a regular basis on Free Talk Live, so that a those people feel heard, and um, b so that the people who uh, are doing the outs- inside the system outside the system activism aren't living in an echo chamber. They need to hear the other side of the story, and I'm happy to be the guy that does that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I believe that that's my role, and I'm willing to do that. So, um, Mark, would you consider yourself more of a politico? 
I don't. I'm 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 a media guy. Um, I you know I do little a little bit of political activism. I'll put some signs up. I may go hold a sign. I'm thinking about holding a sign for Andrew Carroll. Um, you know during whatever election it is that he he has going on here. You know that's a commitment for me. It's a Tuesday. That's a money day for me. Mon- uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Those are big working days for me. I, I make the money for Free Talk Live in those three days generally. Um, sometimes I can wrap up deals on Fridays, but Mondays you know they're they're kind of a wash. So that's a it's a big deal for me to hold a sign, um, you know, at somebody's election. Basically, my intention is to make sure that Free Talk Live gets to a point where it's generating enough money that that Ian and I can concentrate on growing the show in uh, you know other directions. And that's what I do. I'm a media activist. So that's what I intend to be in uh, political, not political. I think the political arena is something I'm a little more interested in. All right. So I think we can wrap this up basically, right? We're done, yep. we're done uh, with the, the email. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine cetera, with it. So no one has called in. So obviously uh, 603-435-1105. If you've got some last-minute comments, you're certainly welcome to get them in here. But I think we've covered all the aspects of this in, uh, in great detail many a time. And we live in Keene, New Hampshire, you know? Or, Mark, you live nearby Keene. Wayne, you live nearby Keene as well. Yes, and, I do. Uh, so we're obviously a little more tuned into the things that are happening here. If we were living in another place in New Hampshire, we'd be tuned into those things. And I love talking about activism. You know, I like I like number one taking calls from anybody about anything. So uh, as the show becomes more popular, you'll hear more of that because the more listeners we have, the more likely we have people calling in. So that's one of the things that uh, you know you can hear the difference between the Saturday show and the weekday show. Saturday show get a lot more calls. We also have about three times the affiliates and far more live affiliates on Saturday night than we do during during the week. Um, so that's one thing that's you know going to change over time, right? You can, you want to predict changes for Free Talk Live, presuming Free Talk Live continues to grow in affiliates, and there's no evidence that we aren't going to continue growing in affiliates. We just hit 82. We got 80. We got our 83rd. We're ready to announce here shortly. Just got to confirm uh, that they're on the air with us. And uh, more coming down the pipe after that, right? Uh, so uh, that means more people listening, more people participating, less time for Ian and Mark to talk about things in New Hampshire. But we're still going to talk about them because there are really cool things happening here. And we always open the phones up. So anytime you know of something that's happening elsewhere that you think's worthy about sharing, please take the time, share it with us. Or if you don't care and you're angry at Free Talk Live and you want to stomp your feet, then stomp your feet. Call up and stomp your feet if you want or just go somewhere else and find a show that's more suitable to your tastes. Because over at LRN.FM, we've got a bunch of them. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I created LRN.FM for people like WTFK yeah, that, who don't that, like by the Free way, Talk Live. is totally not smarmy. I mean, it, it, whatever comes out of Ian's mouth can tend to sound that way. But really, we created LRN so that Wayne's people... Wayne's out of here. See you later, Wayne. All Thanks. right, brother. Thank you. Good night, everybody. We created LRN, or you created essentially LRN. Yeah. It was your really idea. We, we talked about it in the past, but L- LRN was created for that very purpose, to bring different messages of liberty to people, um, you know, th- those, that, that's, that's not smarmy. That, that's the truth. No, because I understand that not everybody likes Free Talk Live. How could they? Goodness. Yeah, Free Talk Live may not be the greatest show for liberty in the world. Uh, it, I'm sure there are people the best with more marketed talent. one. I'm sure there are people. Right, exactly. I'm a I'm a businessman. Right. You we, know, I'm a we know marketer. how to get Free Talk Live on the air on radio stations. That's what we can do. Uh, you know, Complete Liberty, I don't know how many people are stumbling across this podcast. It's a great That's one. brilliant. Wes Bertrand it, it, right, it's is great. brilliant, man. I don't know how many people are stumbling across it and finding the ideas of liberty through Stefan so Molyneux many. or um, 
Unless they're hearing LRN.FM on our nationwide, on our North American uh, satellite right. channel, which and is free to air. let's point out that uh, the AMP program really is the LRN AMP program. It is now. Yeah, we've made, modified it slightly. So, I mean, the fact is, if you want to get those shows out to more people, thank you, you for bringing that up, Mark. I didn't still even think about donate that. those $3 to the AMP program. The AMP yeah, the program, th- this- when you withdraw your $3 or $10 or $25 or whatever because Ian is a nut, then what you're doing is you're kicking liberty in the crotch. Not Ian. Ian's fine, everybody. His house is paid for. He lives on nearly nothing. You are not hurting him. His money, his extra money goes into LRN, goes into Free Talk Live, goes yeah. into the, uh, the, the, the advertising for these things. Yeah, it's true. You're right. Now, Mark, I mean, if you could still say, though, yeah, but if... If WTFK doesn't like what Ian says and what Ian does, then it's true that Ian is in control of deciding where to spend the AMP dollars. So if you want to take that away from me, that's fine. You can still give your money to Stefan. You can still give your money to these other folks because you should because those guys need, you know, they need some money to pay the bills with, too. So, you know, give it to them. That's fine. I'll I'll be all right. We'll we'll be all right. Because I highly doubt that there's going to be some avalanche of cancellations this if week. There is, if there is, you then can it's believe a that we would react to that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, we absolutely would react Usually to that. Usually what happens, the last time WTFK went and did something like this, and every time he does, every time he leaves the AMP program, it's, ah, this is why I'm leaving and you should change. But I would like to and point then, out that we are talking about uh, you know, his, his actions and why so that other people who feel like him, they can, they can react if they want to. Sure. They can. Right, right. Yeah, we're not, we're not covering this, uh, right, this up. This, there's no cover-up here. Look, look, the last time it happened, I think Boner Joe came in with like a $25 contribution or something like that. So, or like Dennis <laughs> yeah. Goddard pulled He doesn't his, count, though. Dennis Goddard <laughs> pulled Boner Joe's amp. just a freaking... He's a troll. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love Boner Joe. He's great. Uh, well, he's... In real life, he's yeah. awesome. But yeah. on the internet, he just likes to F with people, okay? Mostly on the BBS. He's really nice on the Freaking Forum. Is he? Yeah, he's not Boner Joe. I haven't listened to him he's got uh, a on different the Freaking, uh, Freaking Forum. But, I mean, well, he's you know, got a different name there, so you he, might not even he, know him. He gets a certain level of joy out of screwing with people. Well, right. Well, Dennis Goddard I canceled his, his amp His byline once. is um, uh, like a fart in an elevator. Yeah. So, you know. So, so, uh, so when Dennis Goddard canceled his amp because he was all in a huff about whatever it was that I did, you know, Boner Joe stepped up and <laughs> made, made up for it, basically. So. Well, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm not too concerned. You know, and I understand. I understand. We have weathered these things before. I understand Dennis's points on these things. I think Dennis is a, an incredible activist here. I think he's too worried about what the free keeners doing. I don't think that yeah. they're if they're poisoning the well, they're not poisoning it enough to do anything for the people that are putting the antidote in. Let's go to the phones. Six zero three four three five eleven zero five. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Uh, <clears throat> I just think you guys are awesome. First of all, thanks. Oh well, I don't know how awesome Who's we this? are, but thank you. Who is this? Okay, this is Matt. I'm calling. I live in New Hampshire. Uh, I just want to talk. What do you guys think about the alternative energy and things like that? For example, some of Nikola Tesla's ideas of ways to extract energy from. I don't specifically know what his ideas were. I've heard neat things about what he allegedly has done, but if it's an alternative, I support it. I mean, it sounds like a fine thing. Sure, I think people should uh, enter the marketplace whatever they want. I can tell you, I've been very interested in the idea of complete energy self sufficiency. I just like the idea of not being reliant on the government's uh, the grid, new uh, named monopoly that bothers me. Yeah. Um, So set energy free. I think is what needs to happen, and then. All kinds of uh, alternatives will bloom and may the best have the most success. I totally agree. Anything else on your All mind right. tonight, Matt? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Have Thanks for the call. Guys. Appreciate it. Let's go to this other call here. Who's this? You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Ryan in Washington. How hey, you guys Ryan. doing? Great. What's on your mind tonight? Washington State? 
Washington State. Indeed. <laughs> Seattle, actually. Yes, sir. Uh, so I just wanted to say, um, you know, prior to discovering Free Talk Live, uh, in order to get news from the Liberty Movement, I had to scour forums. I subscribed to the Ridley Report, and, you know, would ho- have to hope that he would cover what was ever going on. I had to dig all over the web to try to find out, you know, what was happening. Once I discovered Free Talk Live, I had all the news that I wanted from the New Hampshire Liberty Movement, and I got all sorts of great Liberty news as a bonus. Why aren't, why aren't you upset? Why aren't you upset about the the New Hampshire coverage? Isn't it unfair that we're covering New Hampshire more often than other places? Not at all, because I'm so excited about what's happening there. Hmm. So, are and you uh, thinking I, about I, moving, or just uh, it's just exciting to you? Oh yeah, I signed up for the Free State Project the day that uh, uh, you came on the radio, Mark, and announced that Ian was in jail for the couch. Oh wow. You know, that I've been listening a while, for a while. Lance uh, Weber, one of the attorneys up here, made his move. He decided to move to New Hampshire because I was arrested for the couch thing. So we're we're still feeling the the, the ripples from that one event from a long time ago. I mean, we're still getting people moving from, that was three years ago now. Uh, We've still yet to have all the people move up from when Sam was put in jail for 58 days and all the other things that have happened. These things take time for people to get here, and uh, sure, people so have got to set up employment, set up places to live, yeah. close down exactly. uh, businesses. I think, by the way, like we're that. still the number one recruiter for the Free State Project, besides word of mouth. I think uh, that's still I, true. Yeah, I think I'm so. Doing, doing my best to get up there, and I will admit that every once in a while, I hear about something that makes me cringe just a little. But mm. I think, on the whole, the movement, a lot of the stuff is. I find it hilarious. I find it entertaining. I find it, you know, just just awesome. Completely that's great. awesome. Thank you. I appreciate so, that. So, when do you think you'll be here? Fuck the haters. <laughs> uh, 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 so when do you think you'll be here? Um, it's going to be a while. I, you know, I'm only 24. I kind of made some mis- mistakes with the credit cards and stuff, got in a lot of mm. debt. So yeah, it's important to I take care of that sure stuff, I'm man. clear of debt, got a little savings, you know, so it's going to be a few years, but I'm going to get up there eventually. I'm going to come help you guys out. So. Good plan. Looking forward to seeing you. Anything else you want to share tonight? That's all. Keep it up, guys. Thank you. I love the show. Thank you for the Thank call. So I appreciate much. hearing from you tonight. Let's continue here. 435, uh, excuse me, 603 435 1105. Uh, hello, you're on Free Talk Live. How you guys doing? This is Sean from Florida. I just wanted to call back in on this topic you guys mm, are talking about. Mm, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to prevent you from calling, although we, we have the one call per night rule, but that tends to apply to the radio show. So what do you think, Mark? Should we uh, allow a, a violation of here, our, our rules? All right, Sean, go ahead. Um, you know, see, I, I personally take more of the sovereign route, but on your topic here, uh, I'm very interested in free keen. You know, I just took a, a contract and reentering the world of commerce here uh, to put myself in a better position to move up the keen, things like that. Uh, I'm very interested in the free keen activism, and I'm going to bring up a suggestion you mentioned to Lou Rockwell last night, which was do maybe a weekly podcast, maybe just about free keen. Yes, thank you. Uh, that has actually been under. Con- that's that's hard to interrupt, but yes, uh, that has been under consideration. Uh, it's one of the things I would like to see done, and it's part of the reason why we're training people on how to host a radio show. So that's actually okay. been something that I've had in the back of my mind. Let me and let me make another point. Just you know, listening to your show, where I think you guys are at your best for the liberty movement in general. Um, and, and this is a, a, a double-edged sword here. It's a comment and a criticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just take the drug show the other night. You had a caller that called in and said, you know, hey, I kind of understand the perspective. And, and he, was, he was bringing, you know, what I consider the good status arguments to the table that a lot of people bring, and, and you were challenging him. 
Uh, but then you kind of ultimately dismissed them at the end uh, in like a, a blow-off uh, rude way. Now, where I think you guys are at your best is, you know, you're so well studied on the liberty material at this point, like some of us other activists are, where we're able to make the best arguments, put the best intellectual arguments forward. And when we're challenged on our positions, we make a lot of cotton-picking common sense. Uh, but then I think you're at your worst uh, when it gets to the point uh, where it offends people. Now, I understand that you don't make everybody happy, but that's just my general observation. Sure, and I, I appreciate that. that. And, and you know you what? have callers. I was going to say, I, I, appreciate the, I appreciate the critique, and certainly uh, if we weren't at our worst, how would you ever know if we were at our best? But besides that, uh, yeah, I've, I've clearly made mistakes and have treated people uh, in, in ways that they, they didn't deserve, and sometimes they have been well, Even if they do deserve it, it's a, it's not, it, it's, it doesn't necessarily work. I think you can really be the big man by t- treating people with love and respect. It can be hard, Sean. Listen, talk radio. I mean, you, you know, sometimes somebody will just tick you off the wrong way, and, or you know, they, they call in, they're being combative. It can be very difficult, um, you know, when you're trying to do the show. By nature, you like to debate. I mean, we got into this, both of us, got into this career to some extent because we like to, to debate and argue with people a little bit. And I'm trying to turn that in my personality, um, but it's not always that easy. And some people really do find that really entertaining. So I think to some extent we might be doing the right thing by kind of skirting the line and it, it you know being, yeah, i don't even remember the call i mean if, yeah, if I, I listen to the show i don't remember which if, one he's talking right about. if the call were if it was a little more specific i could address exactly what happened but i don't i'm not even sure which one you're talking about yeah well there's been there's been several of them and i mean i'm the same way i'm at my best when somebody brings good statist arguments because mm-hmm. i'm prepared for them I'm well studied on them i'm prepared for them i'm ready to go to the mat and have the intellectual debate and you guys are at that same level. And I think if you're able to structure your free talk live show in a topic to maybe get into that market where you're able to challenge more people to, to call it. Because like when, when people like me call in, what did I say? Oh, hey, great Lou Rockwell show, great drug show, right? I'm probably not a very entertaining caller compared to when people call in and challenge the viewpoint. Thank you for the thoughts. I certainly appreciate it. And uh, anything else you want to share? No, thanks, guys. You guys have a great night. It's been fun watching your extended edition. Thanks, dude. Good night. One more call here, and then we're going to wrap it up. Uh, let's go. Wait, wait. Um, you oh, know, yeah, I think that yeah. I, I would like to point out that I agree. I agree with him that uh, you know we're we're getting better all the time, and I think that. You know, I, I think that as a result, we're getting on more stations, and we're going to do better and better over time. Very good, sir. Hello, who's this? You're on Free Talk Live. Uh, this is Chaz from Indiana. Hey, Chaz. Formerly of Keene, but going to be back uh, Keene again. Hey, Chaz. <laughs> Don't take too long okay. now. Oh uh, No, no, sir. No, I'm not going to do any of that. Uh, the reason why I called you tonight is, um, and I know this is going to sound crazy, I know that you come from a background of supporting the uh, Libertarian Party, you know, spinning your wheels down there. I did the same thing, and I know this is going to sound nuts, but I'm going to lay it on you anyway. I want to give the uh, Libertarian Party one last chance if nothing else, to make themselves look like schmucks. Okay? Why? What, what, uh, what, what is the motivation here? Uh, the motivation is, one, to motivate them, or two, to just basically say, hey, look, everybody, this is the Libertarian Party. They ain't going nowhere. Look, look who they backed and all that. How are you going to do uh, that? Well, one is that uh, I'm going to write something to my blog. I'm going to pretty much get it out to other areas, too. But um, 
letting, letting people know that the LP has gone about this whole thing the, the wrong way. They, first of all, they have done nothing to get the media on their side, okay? Well, you guys have, which, got, you which, guys have pissed the media totally off, but you've got them on your side at least sometimes, you know? Uh, which whole thing? Well, um, well, I'm just saying that, if you, you know, the way that they would invite the media to any kind of an event, what do they do? They invite them to a bar, and what do they got to do at a bar? Pay for their own food, pay for their own booze? Come on, get it, man. The you LP know, is inviting the media to a bar? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying, yeah, they, they, they would do that up here in Indiana. Oh, they okay. did it in other places and stuff. They would, when they, whenever they would have some kind of they, – their um, system for getting out press releases is a joke, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't want to embarrass them any further, you know, by saying anything more about that particular aspect. You know, most of these guys in the LP are, um, you know, in those, on the state level. You're talking about complete volunteers, um, you know, and they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're mostly – hacking their way through the forest, um, blazing their own trails. There's not enough uh, education in how to do things. They don't, uh, you know, one, one state party doesn't teach another state party how to do things. So it's it's sad what you're saying, but it is, it's true, and it's going to continue to be true because there's just no money yeah. involved in, in uh, the LP. Well, you don't have to hold, have a whole lot of money to, to throw a shindig. You guys have proven that yourselves. You know, you just invite people, you invite the media, and, and give out a prize. You know, I think it'd be great. Give them a gun. You say, here's a here's a here's a door prize. Anybody that's in the media, you win a gun. Yeah, the media would love that. And everything. <laughs> oh yeah, they would they would eat it up. You guys have no idea. I'm just saying, and be effective. The LP has to be effective. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Look like total jerks and stuff. But I'm just saying, at least a tiny bit more. Well, as soon as they like become said, effective, the thing is, them. Chaz, as soon as yeah. they become effective. That's when they uh, are, are essentially taken out uh, because then the, the power seekers take over from the inside, which is exactly what's happened uh, to the national LP, and they, uh, they rule the roost. Oh, yeah, but that is part of my other, my other evil, wicked plan and stuff. They <laughs> all those schmucks, the way Wayne Allen Roots and the, and the pop bars and the other, <laughs> I don't know, they all sound like swear words to me when I say their names. <laughs> I hate saying it. I'm, I'm glad we're talking on the after show and everything. Yeah. But that's about all I wanted to get through to you guys. I'll probably uh, uh, email you my, my blog once I got it written and everything. I ought to have it done in a couple of weeks. All right, but, sounds um, good. You know, I hate, I hate to interrupt you guys because Mark was on a roll. It's like on the webcam. You can see like little whiffs of steam coming off the top of his head. <laughs> I, was spitting, <laughs> I was spitting into my microphone muff here. I know, I know. You're going to have to ring that thing out every 10 minutes. Okay, <laughs> great show. Thanks, Chaz. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. And we are going to wrap this up. Uh, Mark, thanks for sticking around. We haven't done an extended show in a while. I thought it was uh, high time. I can't believe you you thank me for this crap. I, I you know is, you've is, got a wife to get. Is to. it the only thing you can come up with? Is thank you. This is my job, dude. I've got. I've listened to the shows that you did while I was gone. I've got to be here. <laughs> got to be here. Man. All right. I'm not going to even comment on how big your head has gotten. My Let's head continue. isn't big. I, uh, I, tomorrow night. Look, look, man. I, I, I listened. I was here. This show would be fine without me, and it would be fine without you. It would be fine without you. You're right. <laughs> no, it wouldn't get on the air. The technical stuff, you've got, you've, you've got to be here to do the technical stuff. It's absolutely true. Well, we've got other folks that are training on that sort of thing, so uh, it's, it, it shan't just be me who can handle uh, such things. And that's, uh, Anyway, thanks. Uh, by the way, I like the idea of the Free Keen show, and I think that's a great idea, and I, I don't know when that is going to happen, but inevitably, it likely will.
Um, I, I think it'll probably be like a weekend thing, you know, once a week, maybe an hour, something like that. Well, to some extent, that would seem like what that would do is um, it would, uh, you know, be a place for some of the, say, lesser important, I hate to, 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 to describe it that way, but lesser important outside the system activism, uh, you know, that story would get told on the Free Keen show and it might not necessarily make it to the, uh, uh, you know, Free Talk Live discussion as a result. I don't know if it would just be about outside the system. I think it would just be about Keen and what's going on in Keen. It would be very Keen focused. I mean, it would be an hour about if it's going to be done by liberty activists in, in Keen, Keen yeah, it's yeah. going to be outside the system activism. Yeah, but, but again, Mark, uh, we've got other things going on here. Andrew Carroll is running for political He's office. got a good chance. I've been looking. Uh, He's got a chance. He, he might even be worth a couple of bucks um i i'm not I'm registered s- to vote now I, 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 I went and checked it today i went down to the uh the, the when i was in for, there was a court there were two court things i went to today uh the, the only one i mentioned on the air tonight the other one was here in Keene. so i avoided mentioning the Keene court thing today uh but i went down to uh the Keene district court today and uh but before i went up there i checked the voters rolls because i went in and i registered to vote as ian freeman and I did not show I, uh, identification, and I signed the uh, the affidavits because that's my name. I have chosen that name. And actually, uh, Andrew, one of the uh, legal eagles over the Free Keen Forum, had dug around and found like a, a New Hampshire Supreme Court citation that basically says that uh, you don't have to uh, change your name through some sort of legal process in New Hampshire. You can just start using a new name, and as long as you're not using it for fraudulent purposes, like, you know, I'm not trying to get out of a credit card debt or, you know, scam somebody. Mm-hmm. It's my new name. That's the name I use, and that's all I have to do. And so I put in a notice to the court about that last week, and uh, they, you know, the prosecutor couldn't object to it. There was nothing he could say to it. I cited the Supreme Court case. It was like, look, you need to start respecting my new name. And I went into uh, – I didn't give the same notice to the, the city clerk. I just went in and registered to vote as Ian uh, Freeman. They put my middle name in there, uh, and I, I didn't put that on the voter's registration form. So I'm a little upset about that. But I'm pretty glad that they actually took the name Ian Freeman. They put it down on the voter's forms. So uh, unless they decide to boot me out again like they did uh, a couple of years You've ago. you gave given them your uh, home address? Yeah, I gave the, gave the home address because well, I wanted to see if I could get in – as Ian Freeman instead of uh, my old name. You know, I, th- I think it's I think it's fine. I think that um, y- you know, you're you're pointing to Andrew Carroll. Uh, he is the anomaly in doing his uh, inside the system. No, he's activism. not. We had Nick Ryder run last year, and uh, Julia ran two years before. I just that. mean currently, and I think that uh, you know, I hope that he, I hope he manages to to pull it off. I I'm 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 for him doing that. So yeah. So I'm just pointing out there are other things going on that could be discussed on such a, uh, a free keen oriented uh, program. And of course, as more people, maybe maybe people will start doing more of the city council stuff and start going to council uh, meetings. Although I don't know, who knows how this is all going to pan out? Tomorrow night's going to be very interesting, and we will be here. And inevitably, yes, we will talk about Keen tomorrow night because uh, it's likely, unless they don't do anything, there's a chance that, like, uh, Sean's going to be out there, he's going to be at the meeting, he's going to come back here, and he's going to report back as to uh, to what happened. But, uh, so so unless something doesn't happen, if Sean comes back and says, yeah, they just sat there, well, there's not going to be anything to talk about, right? So I guess it's up to the, uh, the, the Keen uh, city gang as to whether or not there's anything to talk about tomorrow night with the round two of the city of Keene drinking game during the council meeting which uh, is going to have an added twist to it i don't know how detailed we should get about that uh, on the air we'll talk about it more tomorrow night so meantime between now and then enjoy uh tickler yeah enjoy lrn.fm uh, all the great shows over there thanks to everybody who is amplifying the program because it's listeners like you that make all of this possible your three bucks a month makes our expansion happen in a much quicker manner we wouldn't be able to do it without you we wouldn't be able to we might still expand but it'd be pretty slow, 
wouldn't really be able to do the same kind of outreach and advertising and or anything like that. We would be crippled without listeners like you becoming Free Talk Live amplifiers. So if you have not yet done so, there's a brand new system for it. If you haven't checked that out, head over to amp.freetalklive.com. System still has a few bugs. We're ironing those out. Uh, you know, these things take time. But it's mostly working. It's, it's I would say, 95%. <laughs> Free Talk Live, mostly working. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's, where, that's, that's where I've always wanted to work. Yeah. <laughs> mostly working. So uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, returning you to your normally scheduled programs. If you're on the Free Talk Live stream, you'll enter our show in progress. And if you're listening to LRN, the podcast loop kicks off here in moments, as Zeus will explain to you. In just a bit. Hey, I met, by the way, huh? I met Zeus when I was in Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Does um, he sound as awesome in person? As well, he sounds y- you know, he turns it up a little bit, yeah. but his voice is deep and rich. Well, right, yeah. You, I mean, you get the mic processing and things like that, but you've no, got to have no, a good I mean, voice by, to start with. You know, he. <clears throat> I can I can make myself sound a little deeper and a, and a little uh you know yeah. more rich if I tried to do that. And I think he I think he does that to some extent, but he's got a deep rich voice. Uh yeah. you know, he he would be one of those guys who's like, "Oh wow, you've got an amazing voice." Because he has an amazing voice. And uh, on top of that, you know, he knows how to to use it uh properly right. to, to to make it a little deeper and uh, a little more exciting. He is uh as just as you would imagine. He's a, he's a big man with a, a beard I mean, mm-hmm. he's Zeus, right? <laughs> so, um, just a kind and, and gentle guy uh, that I really enjoyed. My, he was uh, cool. Man. He was great with my wife, and it was nice. All right, and here he is. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. gold.freetalklive.com. 